on episode 16 of Pixel Gaiden. Ten. It's a Donkey Kong throwdown. Nine. Have you heard of the light switch? The Evercade is heating up. Seven. A whole lot of Cthulhu. We have some sweet, sweet beers. More strange games from Japan. Eric makes a fool of himself. Cody is just a fool. We read our first letter on the air. Your host, Eric Nelson and Corey Hoffman! It's another month. It's that time again for Eric and I to fill your ear holes with all kinds of retro-inspired goodness. Eric, yep. how are things? Things are well, and as people know about this podcast, we're 80% retro games and 20% beer. And, yeah, that's true. Is that about right? That's Is that about, the ratio? That's pretty good. Yeah. And uh, we're uh, we're about forty uh, percent accuracy on our news. You know, if we ever get exact, yeah, that's true. If we uh, <laughs> if we ever get a sponsor, we should get some beer sponsors. <laughs> Ooh, that's not a bad idea. You know, <laughs> well, it is our August episode. This is our first episode of the month. You'll hear another one here in two weeks. But just to get things started, as usual, it's time for quick questions. Quick questions. So I have the first question, and I uh, thought a lot about this this month. Uh, what are your biggest mod repair horror stories? Whether it was a modification or a repair job that just went totally wrong. I can see this is a two-parter, too. So it is, this is a two-parter. On, positive Eric's not going to be negative on me here. Nope, I'm going to end on a high note, but first I want the low note. High note. <laughs> um, so the, I mean, anytime you start a repair, things start going wrong, and it's always a horror story when you start. Um, so I, I would have to say any of the ones, of course, that never actually ended up coming to fruition. Mm-hmm. The one that pops into my head, actually, I'm touching it right here. Uh, my Famicom. You'll see that beautiful Famicom. It looks, uh, it looks all great. glorious and amazing. Uh, there is nothing inside of that that is anything Famicom anymore. <laughs> um, so yeah, I got this Famicom. I uh, got a, you know, what I thought was a pretty good deal on eBay. I thought, you know, hey, this person says as is, which means it's not going to be working. It is what it is. It's like 23 bucks or something. Oh. Oh, and uh, it was in the USA. Yeah. So I'm like, well, you know, this is right right when, uh, even before I started working on pinball machines and stuff. So I'm like, I think I could figure out how to replace a part or two and whatever. You know, I, I've done soldering before. So I brought it home, um, went ahead and replaced the capacitor ordered like a track and a couple of things i saw that you know the regular things that fail in there and after spending all this time and work put plugged it all together and not a darn thing changed no power light no nothing right and uh after like three days of just burning myself and melting things on the board and i just gave up and put it on the shelf and said whatever now it's just a display piece and at this point, I gutted it and threw a Raspberry Pi in it. Now it's just a Pi case, which is cool. But it le- and it looks beautiful. Yeah, I mean, yeah. It, it works. And of course, I, we've talked about it before. But I ordered um, these really cool Buffalo controllers uh, from Amazon, of course. Yeah. And these are USB controllers, and you can see they have more buttons than they're supposed to for an actual Famicom controller. But the the form factor is perfect, so they slide right into the Famicom like they're supposed to. Nice. So 
it turned out all right, but Good. I botched that thing and it doesn't work at all. Yeah. I still want to get a working Famicom with a disc system would be really cool. That would be really cool. So, And yep. yours? And yours? Yeah, so mine would be, I mean, I did destroy a PS1 once installing a mod chip because it was very difficult to install. But Are they pretty bad or...? The early ones. So this was oh, okay. 10 years ago. I tried to install a um, a mod chip, and two of the wires had to attach directly to the legs on the chip. Okay. And that's some fine soldering. And, and back then, my skills were really weak. Yeah. So I botched it. And, I mean, it didn't work. The mod chip was destroyed. Hmm. And about five years later, I got another PS1, and it went smooth, smoothly. And, it, and I still had to do the same thing, but I was just better at it. Yeah. But the worst one was a ColecoVision. So I bought a ColecoVision. I remember you took like three uh, yep. three t- tries to get a working one. I got one on Goodwill. It didn't work at all. I got another one on Goodwill. It didn't work at all. And then I finally got a third one, and the video was n- horrible on it. So I started swapping pieces, putting the video chip, like unsoldering it, putting it in the new one, and this and that. And I probably worked on that thing for three or four weeks. And, you know, I, at this point, this was only like maybe three years ago, but I was pretty you know, cocky about my skills. I was like, I could fix anything. I mean, I had repaired... I've replaced a capacitor before, and now yeah. I can do this entire machine that doesn't work. But I, I've never met a C64 I haven't been able to repair. So, like, I've constant. Uh, you know, I've just got built up this this huge bravado about it. And <laughs> and it, it was... It worked, but the video was so bad, you couldn't even see the screen and see what was on there. So, ultimately, in the I still end... I think it was the power supply. It, it Well, that was one. It had so many things wrong. That was one thing that was bad. Yeah. Um, but I did fix that. Um, I got it to the point now where it, it works okay, but the, the, the video looks horrible and it, 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 um, it wiggles like the, like almost like interference. So is that the one you're still playing today? Yep. Oh, really? I, I don't have an actual oh, decent shit. ColecoVision. Yeah. Well, that will come into play, uh, later in the month here. So yeah. <laughs> yes it will we did we did play a coleco game yep it, it works so i did play it on my real ColecoVision, but it's just not where i would want it to be yeah yeah so what's your great success story my great success story yeah so it's gonna like have the to be, thing you're most proud of it's gonna I have guess. to be pinball related sure um and i think i've talked about it before on the show of course but uh my sea witch pinball because i had you know my first machine i got working was a uh space invaders which is not a not the video game but a pinball machine yeah and then a uh, popeye and the popeye had to have someone come help me with but he just confirmed everything i already found out which is that there was a fried microchip and i basically had to replace that board and blah 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 but but uh the sea witch was cool because i found that at some guy's house that lived in a trailer park and this thing was like under the eve of this trailer around back <laughs> yeah with literally tires through the glass like <clears throat> on the play field covered in a tarp uh it was gnarly um to get the thing open to check it out you had to, we had to get use a drill to drill the keys out oh, um man. but i knew it was a valuable machine because there weren't that many there's not that many out there so i bought it for a song and uh took me almost a almost a full year to get it to where i wanted to i mean i, I didn't not full time or anything but um, I'm proud of that one because I did everything from strip it down to bare wood and completely make my own uh, stencils and repaint the whole thing. But then I also uh, did all the board level work and got the entire thing working 100%. Oh, that's um, nice. So the bummer about that, I mean, and then that was, you know, board work, that was mechanical work, that was replacing rubbers, that was cleaning a play field, that was small paint work. Yeah. Um, all kind, And then large, the, the body, large paint work. So that'd be my big one. Uh, the bummer about it is after all that work and time, I loved 
how it turned out, but I never loved the game itself. Uh, so it wasn't really that great of a game to me, although it is highly regarded. But yeah, so I did. I moved it on because it just sat there, and I went, "Oh, that was nice. I remember doing that." And yeah. That was about it. So hmm. yours. I think my greatest success was. Uh... It, I was given a, um, well, I traded for a Commodore PET. Yeah, I think you've seen that. Mm-hmm. A 1978 Commodore PET 2001. And when I got it, and I have pictures. Um, 71? 78. Oh, 78. Uh, but I have pictures of it. It was covered in graffiti. I mean, oh, there okay. was graffiti on the case. There was graffiti. rust all over it. Like it, 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 it was in a public space. It was from a high school. having like gang turf wars on it. Exactly. It was from a <laughs> Bay Area high school. Okay. And uh, just graffiti over it. None of the keys worked. Um, it, but it did work. It turned on most of the time. Like every fourth time, like <laughs> it wouldn't boot. And um, I, I pretty much restored it to like, I think you've seen the pictures on Twitter. I mean, it looks like a pet that rolled off the production line. Yeah. Uh, the back still has a little rust on it that I just can't get to because it's too deep. But the front, I mean, it looks pretty much brand new and it, all the keys work everything i pretty much refurbished it to the point i didn't do a lot of motherboard refurbishing because i didn't need it but um i cleaned it and it looks pretty good so that's probably the one i'm most proud of yeah it's pretty yeah it's a pretty machine cool um <clears throat> let's go ahead and uh announce our patrons how about that We're, we actually added one to the to the fray here we did yeah which is very cool you want to take turns on this you want to take the first one there the e? well, because there's so many we don't want to work you know exactly waste all of our breath yeah Go ahead, you start. Sure, we're going to start with our, our buddy Tim Drew from the UK and from the uh, Future was 8-Bit. So, Tim, thank you. Yep, and the second one is Jim Tessier. Did we decide Tessier? Yeah, we're Americanizing it. Yep, Jim Tessier from the US. Uh, oh, you, you, uh, you, you want to do the next one? You've been practicing. Sure. You've been practicing. Henrik Lodafoged. There you go. Lodafoged. I think that's right. Hopefully he'll chime in and tell me I'm wrong. No, but we're going to roll it. with it now. We're not even going to talk about it anymore. That's, that's what well, it just, is. I could try to say it no. with a... And he's from Denmark. I can try to say it with a, with a, with an accent there. Lodafoged? What? Is that wrong? Is that bad? Or is, <laughs> I hope that's not offensive. I think I'm offended now. Lodafoged? <laughs> it's probably not like that at all, uh, but... No. Uh, last but not least, our newest member, uh, yep. Roy Fielding from the UK. So um, I want to go ahead and, uh, you know, I, I have my new sounds here. I, I reloaded some old favorites like Japan. Right? Oh, yes. Course, I like that, that one. Back. And of course, Chun-Li never left us. <laughs> uh, but of course, because we've got um, a new Patreon, we're going to have said thank you very much to all our Patreons, especially our new ones. And um, Roy Fielding. Roy, oh, did I not mention him? We didn't mention his name. Roy Fielding from the UK. From the so. UK, which is a good buddy I've had from tw- on Twitter for a long time. He's a really good guy and talented. Up the wazoo. Yep. <laughs> well, uh, <laughs> I actually hit two there, but... Um, you have a letter in front of you. I do. I, I am very... mentioned this briefly, but I have not heard it yet. I'm very and Hopefully excited. he won't... Uh, <laughs> cancel his Patreon because I just uh, no he won't made fun of his heritage, <laughs> his name, his. Uh, I didn't make fun of it, but I mean I shouldn't uh, use accents I'm not proficient in. Um, all right, so here we go. So this is from Henrik Ladefagen from Denmark, and he says greeting, Whoop, greetings Eric and Cody. My name is Henrik Ladefagen. My name exactly, and and as you know, I am Patreon number two. Uh, that's that's going to be valuable someday I am am a 47 year old front end developer and graphic designer from 
Horsens. I think that's how you say it. Horsens. Can you put like a crazy accent on it? Horsens. <laughs> you did it. I love it. Horsens in Denmark, <laughs> which in our, in our rat, I said he was from Norway and he's actually from Denmark. Says yep, it right here. Yep. This is his words. From Denmark. Thank you for correcting us. Where I live with my wife and daughter. My retro story starts with owning a Commodore VIC-20 and starting to program in BASIC. Eventually, I upgraded to the classic Breadbin C64, where I used the extra memory to create a fully-fledged word processor. That's pretty impressive. Huh. Sadly, I lost the source files. I never advanced to machine code, but switched to PC later and coded on that. My Commodore collection right now contains mostly boxed a VIC-20, C16, plus 4, C64 Breadbin, C64C, C128, and C128D. That's, that's whole, quite a collection. Roundup. I am the proud owner of the relatively rare 1581 and 1551 disk drives and 1702 and 1901 monitors. Everything is fully working. I also started collecting consoles, even though I never experienced any of them when they were new. Currently, I have a Mega Drive 2, N64, GameCube, PS2, and DSi XL. Sounds a lot like you. It does sound a lot like me, yeah. My favorite is the GameCube. Well, that's not like me. <laughs> but <laughs> My favorite is the Nintendo 64. That's changing, though. My, exactly. If he had said that, I'd have been like, Ugh. My favorite is the GameCube, especially with Luigi's Mansion. I recently acquired a NES Mini, SNES Mini, C64 Mini, and I've spent a lot of time playing Zelda. I wonder if he was influenced by us getting those minis. I'm, I'm going to go ahead and pretend that we, again, yeah, not pretend. <laughs> I'm going to go ahead and be confident in that our influencer status. That's the, that's the hot <laughs> word now, right? Influencer. I influence people's decisions. We're bullish on the minis. Um, suggestions for your show. Um, wait, you asked for suggestions for your show, but I wouldn't change a thing. Less Cody, more Eric. Got it. <laughs> Noted. It's your show and your very own formula, which is working. And if you change that, doing the podcast will start to feel like a job. I agree. Your special formula is what makes, what makes people like me listen and drink beer to it. Ooh. Hey. Yeah. I like the recent split into two monthly podcasts. Ooh, that's yes. nice. good. Cause we're still doing that. So. Yeah. But Darn one it. big improvement for me would be to add pictures of both of you recording the podcast to the blog. You'll quickly change your mind once you see these pictures. <laughs> we have a face for uh, <laughs> podcasting. Especially the episode where you unboxed all the stuff from The Future Was 8-Bit. Yeah, we should have That's recorded true. that true. better. And pictures of your collections would also be awesome to see. And please clarify which voice is Eric's and which is Cody's. I'm Eric. <laughs> I sound like a Muppet. Well, I'm sure he's talking about the picture, but... Yeah. Oh, and true. this one is Cody. Exactly. <laughs> I am still 100% sure. I'm still not 100% sure. Using the Patreon money for beer seems very appropriate. I applaud that. Have a great day. Although we've not pulled out any of it yet, but... No, I will talk about that later. Oh, huh. Hmm. You know, we'll, we'll, we'll show a little bit behind the scenes curtain here. Patreon, like, the money pulls until you pull it out and, like, send it to PayPal, but they charge a fee. So you don't want to do it every month. Because oh, you'll yeah, get yeah. charged 12 fees. Oh, the fee is always the, the same? The fee's regardless. always the same. So it's you like $172 to pull out your $12? Exactly. So <laughs> I'm going to wait probably, you know, every six months, every year, something like that, to pay the bills gotcha. when I need it. But anyway. Well, I'm going to go ahead and start on our RADA, fix our mistakes we made last yep. month. If you can go ahead and I'll By the way, some beers. Thanks to Henrik for that. That was very kind yeah, of that him was... to take the time to write that. That's Absolutely awesome. Absolutely awesome. And... I love hearing from In fact, if any of our other Patreons want to send us a letter, that'd be great. And, uh, you know, the other guys that don't send us Patreon, you know. Well, they're just not as great. Yeah. You can send us a letter, but I'll heavily edit it. Whoa! <laughs> <laughs> just kidding. Send us something. All right. So what's You now? grab some beers. I'm going to go yes. ahead and fix some of our mistakes. First of all, right 
our uh, our boy Dan, who sent us beer last month. Yeah. We acted the entire time because in our heads, for whatever reason, we thought he was the one that brewed them. But it was uh, apparently a, a brewery that he likes likes to um, frequent. Frequent. There's the word I'm looking for. And so he wanted to make sure, and I I could totally understand that in those his shoes, if uh, especially since he told them that he sent them to us. I think. Yeah. And they, maybe they listened. And we're sitting there giving him all the credit for their beer. Yeah, totally and you know what? That, so. at, at one point, I had a small conversation with him on Twitter that, and I kind of knew that it wa- wasn't his beer; that it was from a brewery. But it was that something been my fault for for running that. Thing. But it's all good. I mean, the the beer was fantastic, and it was, it was a good, good brewery, and it was called Apidale. So, yep. So I'm gonna I'm gonna make you make a choice here: vanilla or chocolate. Wow. Well, we've got frosty ceramic mugs in front of us. Yes, they're beautiful. So I feel it's so, English that's going to be heavier. So I'm going to say chocolate. Okay. Although I'm very scared about what chocolate and beer are going to do together here. Oh. Anyway. And we each get our full our full chocolate beer here. Shake Chocolate Porter from Boulder Beer Company. There you go in, uh, in uh, Boulder, Colorado. Colorado's first craft brewery. Enjoyed since 1979. Here's the opener. Shake chocolate porter. Very I'll announce the next errata here. All right. Henrik from Denmark, <laughs> not Norway. We already beat this dead horse. I think I right. said Norway in two episodes, and it's not from Norway. It's from Denmark. Perfect. Because even though we're American, we know there's a difference. Well, yeah, we do. I feel <laughs> yeah, ashamed straight, that I don't. And I don't know where down I got to their accent. I have no idea where I got Norway from. Like, I, I don't I don't know where. No, I apologize for that profusely, and uh, he is from Denmark. I dropped a three-letter word that starts with A and ends with an S, but... You did? I did. I listened to my show last time. I'm like, oh, goodness darn it. Um, see how square I'm being now? I'm like, oh, gosh, jolly. <laughs> gosh, jolly. <laughs> um, so anyways, try not to drop those. I want to make sure this is as family-friendly as possible, but I still PG-13. Still I didn't PG-13. remember you said that, but you know... Well, that's because you have a foul mouth off the air, Eric. Yeah, I do, actually. Um, it uh, <coughs> shows my professionalism that you don't hear it very often. There you go. Um, I also wanted to point out, you mentioned Castlevania. How I, you, and I feel bad because you mentioned that there was uh, three like stages in each level in the NES one. Yes. And totally shot you down. I'm like, no, there's not. And technically there's not, but okay. you're right. The fact that you walk, you like scroll across the screen... And then you hit a door, and then it like goes black for a second, then opens up to a new screen. You do it three times. Okay. So it's kind of three stages. And I was just pulling that from memory, so I was like, okay, whatever. I don't know. I might be totally so wrong I think we're, on that. I'll, I'll split the difference. I think okay. we're, we're both right. I wasn't totally off base, <laughs> no. like I usually am. I also want to go ahead and point out that uh, our awesome rating scale, although it changed often, changes yeah. often. I said seven out of ten Hawaiian islands. Yeah, it should have been seven out of eight because there are not ten Hawaiian islands. Not yet, and I don't accept that um, that we just invented two items islands of ourselves, named Cody and Eric Island, <laughs> respectively. <laughs> Have you tried your beer yet? I have not. I poured it, but I'm waiting for you. I drank it straight out of the bottle rather than pouring it like a heathen. I follow a uh, beer protocol where I uh, cheers before I drink. Oh, so I'm, see, I'm all kinds of a bad friend. <laughs> no. All right. All right. Cheers. Cheers. Pretend and, it. Never and I've never had mind. this beer. We should explain what it is. I, I did. It's, I said, did you? Yeah, it's a shake chocolate porter from Boulder Beer Company. Oh, you up. did? Okay. Yeah, I read it okay, all so off So we the cheered? Bottle. We cheered. All right. We did that. Let's drink it. Oh, you go first. <laughs> okay. You want to hear me slurp? <laughs> I did try to find beers that we but neither of us had ha- have ever had. You've never had this one, right? Definitely not had this one. Is it not good? But it's a porter, so chocolate and porter works. Is it good? 
It's good. No, is it? It's good. Is it neutral? It is good. Okay. I don't know if it's mind blowing, but it's good. It's, it's definitely chocolate. I got the chocolate. Oh man, that almost tastes like uh, like like chocolate milk. Chun Li's still here. Yeah, it's not bad. Yeah, not bad. Yeah. Not bad. Okay. Are we That's done with our, our rat? Not bad. A rat is finished. A rat is finished. So now we're going to switch gears a bit, right? We are. Normally we start the episode. Well, <laughs> I say normally we've done it for two months now where we broke up our episodes. But yeah. we realize that even though it's not news to everybody, it's only news to us, it still doesn't need to be two weeks later than it is. <laughs> Right. So we're going to go ahead and do news in our first episode. If you guys want to hear us catch up. First episode of August will be about news. Second one will be just catching up. Exactly. Okay. And for every month thereafter. So yeah, I, th- I, think, I it, think that makes might the most well get sense. the news out two weeks earlier than, uh, than us just catching up and then pretending that news is news later. So that being said, it's time for the news. Reporting the news. Eric, let's get chocolatey wasted. <laughs> I, it's good. I like it. That's a commercial. I don't know if everyone has seen that commercial, but I'm gonna get chocolatey wasted. Or no, it's a it's a movie. I think I don't know. It's something. All right, news. <laughs> news, and then yours is first, right? Yeah, I'm just throwing this out there because I think it's interesting. I get I'm on the PlayStation, uh, the PlayStation Four. So every time. The new free games come out for the month. I like to mention them. Yeah. So this month, it's Wipeout Omega Collection, which I haven't really dug into, but have you played the Wipeout games? I played the retro ones. I mean, the old school ones on PS1, PS2. Yep. Yeah. I have some on PSP. Um, they're fast. They're very fast. I, no, I like them a lot, and the music is killer on them. I yeah. mean, I've always really liked the music. I mean, if you like... But I... I do, so I like it. I thought we were starting like a thing there. That's going to be like a new segment. Uh, the other free game on there right now is Sniper Elite 4, which I actually am excited about because we've talked about this. Whenever I play a game and you have an option to be you know, a different type of military um, you know, strategist or whatever, I choose the sniper. Yeah. I don't, I'm not a guns blazing kind of guy. I'm not a uh, medic. Yeah. <laughs> I like to hide and then snipe somebody and run off laughing like Chun-Li. Um, on the same vein here uh, for the Switch they came out with two new games which for some reason these these new games being released caused all kinds of an uproar on social media I don't know why but the games released were Kung Fu Heroes and Vice Project Doom yeah and and I uh, you'll have to explain it but I did read some negative-ish stuff about this so I want to hear what it was all about because I didn't I only saw like uh, the uh, little bits of it. I didn't see what the, all the hubbub was yeah. about. Yeah, and I wasn't digging it. I didn't want to dig into it too much. But basically, yeah. first of all, Vice Project Doom is a very cool game. Um, okay. It's got like four or five different styles of game where each level is a different type of gameplay. Okay. And it, But it's all super, you know, uh, over-the-top machismo, like action hero stuff. Yeah. Um, there's like a spy hunter type stage followed by like a side-scrolling st- running gun stage followed okay. by... I mean, it's just all kinds of stuff. And it's a really cool game. Um which I think the people who agreed with me are like, this is cool that Nintendo is putting out deep cuts because we've all played all the Mario games a million yeah. times, and I don't need that again on my Switch necessarily. Yeah. And they've also released all those. Um, and then Kung Fu Heroes, I actually haven't played this game, but I've heard it's also a pretty good pretty game good as game. well. It yeah. looks kind of funky, but... Well, yeah, I, I, and these these aren't free, right? I mean, you buy these. These are no, they're, they're cheap. Is, 
No, they're free. They're the Switch Online. They're the Switch Online. Okay, yeah, 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 yeah. that's right. Okay. So that's I, where... I'm tracking now. I remember the conversation about these. Yeah. And they, people are upset because they're like, yes, now I'm remembering. A lot of people online on Twitter were like, why don't you, do, why don't you start releasing SNES games instead of these? Pretty that's much. the one I heard. I, I, I think people are expecting that and like Turbo Graphics games and Genesis games and all the other stuff they had on the older yeah. systems. And they never promised that. They basically said there'll be NES games until, and everybody just kind of said, well, maybe there'll be SNES someday. And that became yeah. like the, what the rules of what's going to happen. But yeah, people like to complain. I mean, yeah. realistically, I don't feel like I've gotten my $20 worth out of Nintendo Switch online, but that's because I'm not using the online part of it. Right. I, mm-hmm. I, I Ultimately, Tetris got me to do it. And I haven't played that much Tetris. Right. Um, I, I'm using it with a game I bought this month, so we'll talk about oh, that cool. later. And I still think you and I need to pick a date and a time and play some online stuff. Cause I, I think agree. I want to use it, but I didn't buy a Nintendo Switch Online to play old games no. that were released free. So. Yeah. And we and we do need to do that Neo Geo Turf Masters beer oh, session. that's got to happen. Yeah, I want to do that soon. And somebody made a point to me today on Twitter when when they were agreeing with me, and they're like, besides, even if you don't like these games or whatever, you're paying $2 a month. Or whatever, two thirty three or whatever it is. You're, I mean, it's dirt cheap. Yeah. You know, I haven't even taken advantage of the other old games in the the online library. But when I do finally find some time, I'm gonna really enjoy that. I mean, they're save states. The the games run very well. I'm looking forward to being able to dig into it. I just haven't had a lot of time. Yeah, it is cool. I don't know if you've noticed this, but they'll release the games, and then they'll also release a version of the game where you start like yeah. at the very end of the game. So if you want to yep. just try to beat the last boss, which actually is really useful because even the really hard Nintendo games, I can usually get up to the last boss, and yeah. then I can't beat them. Right. So, I did that with Bubble Bobble. Yeah. I got to the last level and couldn't beat it. So you could probably hop on Bubble Bobble, and it'll start you at the, like, the last level and be like, here, finish it. Get my wife to come in there and let's, finally finish yep, it. Let's put a seal on this bad boy. That'd be, that would be cool. Yep. Um, the Vasara collection, I mentioned this a few months ago because I heard it was coming out. You had not heard of it, but it's a shoot 'em up uh, game, Vasara 1 yep. and 2. They're arcade games. And uh, there is a Switch collection coming out. I think it's coming out on other systems as well. Um, and I believe that they, they are going to have Tate mode. Oh, nice. But that's, that's being released right now. In fact, okay. I think you can download it right. Uh, it's, by the time this releases, it should be out. Um, in fact, Digitally, you could download it, uh, pre-order it half off for five bucks right now. Oh, cool. Um, but the other cool thing about it is they have a unique mode that is unique to this collection in which it's, I think it's a whole new game or, or a reimagining of the old games where they're stretched out to, to fit your Switch's um, aspect ratio. Oh, wow. So it's going to be horizontal rather than Tate. Yeah. Portrait. Oh, neat. Yeah, that'll be cool. Um. Again, this isn't really new news. This has been a couple months in the in the. I, I mentioned uh, a few episodes ago about E three. They had talked about limited run uh, releasing a bunch of new Star Wars games. Yes. Have you? Did you see those? I um. Are they new or reissued Star Wars? <laughs> they are games? way reissued. Yeah, yeah. I did read about that. Yeah. Yep. I was very. Um, I don't know what to think about it. Hold on, we're I'm trying to find it here. Uh, so I'm on the website here on limited run. And I think it's actually under, oh, here we go, games. I think it's under other. So you'll see here yeah. all, the, all the games we talked about before under their other section. This one, if you remember, Galf. Oh, I do. Uh, I really wanted the, that. It was an actual NES cartridge of the game that is the mini game within uh, Golf Story. Okay. Oh, neat. 
Yeah, so that was really cool. Okay. But then here's all the Star Wars stuff. So the packaging looks really cool. It looks like the old uh, toys, the old Star Wars toys from the 70s. Yeah. The packaging and everything, like the blister cards. And they released games that, quite honestly, are probably some of the worst Star Wars games that were ever released. Oh, that's too It's bad. like the classic NES Star Wars, no? <laughs> right. Um, Empire Strikes, Strikes Back. Uh on NES as well. Yeah. These are actual carts, but they're like brightly colored. So they don't, the carts don't look real. They look, you know, redone. Um, there's like a Game Boy game in here. There's a um, premium editions that cost like $90. Uh, the game, the fact that they're coming out with Game Boy games and NES games is cool, but let's give us something that, Oh, here we go. Check the, Here's your favorite star Wars, Wars shadow of the empire on the Nintendo 64. Yeah. So you can have the the premium edition for eighty nine ninety nine. So if you want to play one of the worst Star Wars games on one of the worst systems, you go right ahead and pay ninety dollars. Ninety bucks. That. That's a spicy meat tabala. <laughs> Was that Mario? Um, sure. Trying to make that retro related. Yeah. You're down on that chocolate ale, my friend. I love it. That's oh, good. good. I'm down with it. You're down with the chocolate ale. Um, interesting. Did you like any Star Wars games from that era? I loved the 32X one. Yeah. Which is kind of like a re- Oh, no, that was magic- the arcade one. Arcade one. Yeah, I loved yeah, yeah. a lot of the PC games were great. Dark mm-hmm. Forces, I played through most of that on PlayStation, actually. I actually really like TIE Fighter, X-Wing. Uh, uh, TIE Rebel, Fighter vs. Uh, X-Wing. Rebel Assault. Rebel Assault, yep. Which I still haven't played. I just heard it's really good. It's up there. Actually, you know what was really good on the Nintendo 64, too, was Pod Racer. Yeah, it's you really know what? Good. I haven't played that, and I heard it's really good. You would love it. I yeah, mean, yeah. It's, it's just get up and go arcade, but it's really physics based, just like the pod racing. Was I, th- in the movie. I think I've seen uh, clips of it online. I, yeah, I. You know what? I, I should load that up. Try it out with that new uh, Hyperkin uh, HDMI cable. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so now they are releasing. In fact, it might be too late at this point. Are you still on here? Where am I at? I don't know where it is. Everything that's the problem about going on here. Everything's sold out because if you don't order it during the pre-order, they don't have more of them. Right. Um, anyways, they they were coming out with Metal Slug Three, which I thought was an interesting choice. Hmm. One game. I don't know. I just feel like they're everyone's so worried about collecting things that they're not even worried about what the games are anymore. So a lot of these games that they were coming out with, I mean, Night Trap. Like everyone knows that game's terrible. But that's what Sky, uh, yeah, I kind of feel that was the point. Like, well, let's release this horrible game and for a new audience. I don't know. Yeah, I don't, but I think it was just collectors. I don't think the audience right. played the game. There you go. So, yeah, Metal Slug 3 sold out. Um, oh, for the PS4. Yep, and then they had a, mm-hmm. a, a version with the Metal Box or whatever. Anyways. Um, yeah. What I did want to touch on was, and I'm going to talk a little bit about another one of these items I picked up, um, Hyperkin. Mm-hmm. Let me bring these up here. So Hyperkin, we've been talking about them more and more. Now, Hyperkin, when when my first real experience with them was, the, was like the Retron 2. It played uh, Nintendo games and Super Nintendo games. Yeah. Then the 3 came out, which also added Genesis. Mm-hmm. Um, but they were just like kind of a dirt cheap SES, or what do you call it, NES on a chip, kind of in a system with con- generic controllers mm-hmm. and they weren't great, and they kind of, at least from what I know, they made their big splash with the Retron 5, which is the one that played, like, almost all the standard systems. There's, like, 
It wasn't five. There was like nine different systems it could play. And they included like little portable games, so little cartridge ports for Game Boy or whatever. Game Boy, Game Boy Advance. Um, And there's even adapters for other systems you could put in there. And there was huge hype on that. Mm -hmm. Like I remember Retron 5, like everyone was waiting for it to come out. It was uh, kind of a backlog. The one that was HDMI was a big part of it. That's true. First one with HDMI. Yeah. Uh, Some of the downside, it was still kind of chintzy. I actually did buy one. I kind of wanted to try it out and i was all kind of excited to see if i could put all my games in one system Mm -hmm. um and have hdmi but again just the hdmi lag was too much for me and my big issue with it is you'd plug a game in it would download the rom check it against its database and then basically allow you to play the rom so you're not only emulating the game but you weren't even playing the game you were emulating a rom that it downloaded i mean you could pull the game out while you're playing it'd be fine because it's just emulating the rom um and then the controllers were terrible, so you had to plug in your own, own controllers, which means you already have the system. So you right. still have to go and get your own. I mean, it just it didn't work for me, and it was like two hundred bucks. Mm-hmm. I did own it. I quickly sold it afterwards. Um, but that's when they started to kind of make products that people wanted. Mm-hmm. But lately, I noticed you and I are both getting tons of their stuff. Yeah, they've been making great stuff. I got the um, for my TurboGrafx sixteen the little breakout adapter for the audio and video for twenty bucks. Yeah, uh, and then that was slick, bucks. and I liked that one. I thought that yeah. was a really neat product. It was bright green, which is weird, but that was great. <laughs> that didn't bother me. It just seemed to fit really nice Yeah, I mean, into the whole, you know, it wasn't clunky looking. And I think you picked up a Hyperkin something recently. The, was it a, the uh, I picked cable? up the, yeah, the uh, GameCube SNES N64 HDMI conversion cable. It was pretty cheap, 30 bucks. Yep. Um. I can't think of anything else Hyperkin I have, but I know they're just they're making a pretty big splash. I mean, they're yeah. coming out with a lot of a lot well, of cool stuff. I ended up on their website, and I'm like, you know what? I got to bring up some of these because I don't know if we've talked about any of them, but they're great. So first of all, they're making the Duke. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they're yep. making the Duke Xbox controller. They've been making it for a while apparently because it won an award in 2018. But yeah, they're making it. I it's think, out USB for PCs. I saw one over at um, Legacy. Oh yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, our local game shop there. Yep. Um, but this is what really caught my eye because this is is new. Well, not these. I'm sorry. These are kind of cool. They're Nintendo 64 looking uh, USB docks. Yeah. For your Nintendo Switch, <laughs> so you can charge your Switch and then you can plug your controllers in the front. But it looks like Nintendo 64. Kind of <laughs> kind of fun. Yeah. Uh, here it is. So they are now distributing Mega Cat Studios games. Oh yeah, and we just so, talked about them because they're coming out with a. Uh... A cartridge for the Evercade, right? Correct. Okay. So um, if you want to buy, again, a new modern indie title released for old hardware, they have Log Jammers on the NES and this really cool green cart. They have Coffee Crisis uh, for the Genesis. And again, it's got the full box and the cart looks legit. Uh, Little Medusa for the Genesis as well. And then they even got one here for the Super Nintendo. You know, the box is cardboard. It looks just like a real Super Nintendo box um, called Fork Parker's Crunchout, which... I have no idea what that game is, but um, there were, I'm, we're, we're getting new re- re- games released by major companies at this point. Yeah. Which is cool. I mean, you may not like everything Hyperkin does, but at least they're giving it a real shot. Well, I mean, and the stuff's getting progressively better. Yeah, I mean, it, it is. I'm just looking through the other stuff here, but got a GameCube controller, wireless. They've got some, their own kind of wireless. Um, here you go controllers for nes and super nes yeah i mean everyone kind of does at this point but it just looks better no stuff's, uh, stuff's yeah. getting better it is very cool 
Sorry, I front loaded all my news here. I tried to split That's okay. it up, but um, I will point out, uh, and we'll talk about this a little more in catching up. But I took a vacation, so I was gone for two weeks. Yeah. So um, I crammed a lot of stuff in here at the last minute. So, um, Ducktales. I mentioned this on Twitter. I saw it. It's official. This kind of goes with what we've been saying, kind of doomsday for digital downloads, right? Mm-hmm. Um, Ducktales, which was a remake of the original Ducktales with NES. It's on the, all the modern systems, which was actually done by WayForward. Yeah. Um, that remaster is being taken off of markets very shortly. Uh, I don't know if it's done yet, but if you guys own that game but don't have it downloaded, do it now because it's going to be gone. Don't let your machine die. Um, and then I think the physical copies, because there were physical copies on the Wii, and I want to say the PlayStation 4. Okay. And I'm sure those are starting to skyrocket, because that's the only way to get it soon. Yeah. So. This is one um, This is one whole area where I've, maybe from doing this podcast, um, you know, at first I was like, oh, I love digital downloads, so convenient. And, um, you know, after doing this podcast for a year now... It, and, I, and reading more news articles about it, yeah, I'm worried that a lot of these games are just going to disappear. And yes, you can make a big rush to go download them, but if your system dies, because I have stuff on my Xbox 360 oh, yeah. right now that has been expired. Hmm. And luckily, my Xbox 360 is still working, but if my hard drive fails in that, yeah. what am I going to do? I you can't a download them Nintendo anymore. Nintendo Wii games are yeah. like WiiWare games that are only on WiiWare that are gone now yeah. because the whole market's gone. Yeah. Um, Scott Pilgrim is a game that a lot of people say is like one of the best games ever made. And it's not you just available. can't find it anymore. Yeah. Yep. Um, so this is a fun one I just ran into. Uh, they're announcing a game, which is probably going to be terrible. Absolutely terrible. I don't know if you are a fan of the, the show. Well, it's called Grand Tour. It's on Amazon now. I've never heard of it. Um, it it's the same. It's essentially the same show, but there was a falling out between the crew and the BBC but it used to be called Top Gear. Okay, so th- if that's what it is, I've heard all about it. Okay. So, yeah, the Grand Tour is basically the old Top Gear. Okay. Just under a new name and under Amazon now because they had a falling out with the BBC. Oh, okay. Um, anyways, love the show. Bunch of, you know, three completely different personalities. Uh, these British guys who just get to drive all kinds of fancy cars and do ridiculous things in cars. Yeah. Um, you know, they'll try to race a, her- a helicopter while it's shooting at him or just just dumb stuff and didn't joey from friends wasn't he a host on there for a while the american version they think they tried yeah it was so bad was it it was I, so bad they no tried idea. to recreate the magic and it did not work right um <laughs> anyways i wish you didn't remind me of that sorry i knew not to have my hopes up but yeah you thought you reminded me of it uh, nonetheless they're coming out with a video game based on the grand tour so essentially based on Top Gear, okay. where you basically get to reenact or do games based on the ridiculous stunts they do in the show. Okay. Which is pretty cool. Yeah. That's pretty neat. <laughs> I think uh, one of my favorite ones was they got um, a whole bunch of camper vans, basically RVs. Yeah. Um, all different types. Small ones, big ones. I think one was a full-on like semi-truck. And they each gotten one, and then they had like five professional racing drivers getting the other five, and they all just did a like a half hour race around a small racetrack and oh, they're wow. just crashing and rolling. and like, Oh man. <laughs> it's hilarious. <Yeah>. So <laughs> I might check it out. I know it's not going to be great, but yeah, that's one of those things. I just have to check it out because it is what it is. So bitmap books, do you own any bitmap books? Yeah, you do. Sure you do. 
right? Is, is that one bitmap? I think that one's bitmap. Commodore 64 visual compendium, my own. Maybe that is. Yeah, I, I don't know. But bitmap books is coming out with a Metal Gear or a Metal Gear Metal Slug: The Ultimate History, where they talk with all of the Japanese developers and they basically show all the different versions of Metal Slug. Um, it's supposed to be. Yep, it is. It is bitmap books. I wanted to verify that. Yep. Yeah, they're very high quality books. I mean, I have like four or five of them at home. Um, I really love them. I love just sitting down and perusing through them. I, it inspires me to play certain games in there. Um, I just enjoy staring at the uh, heavily pixelated, scantily clad barbarian woman. Yeah, she's in there. <laughs> but um, one th- one reason this kind of interests me, I don't know if I'm going to get it right away, but. Um, you know, we're doing the our sixth good game segment this month is on Neo Geo games. And I kind of wanted to pick Metal Slug because it was the first Neo Geo game I ever played. Yeah. <clears throat> and I, I just wanted to pick stuff that was a little off the beaten path. Yeah, I made a goal to do the same thing. So, um, spoiler alert, no Metal Slug in our No, and I, I, I actually had it in our notes as number one for, for, you know, a few days. And then I was like, you know what? Everyone knows Metal Slug. So let's just try different games. So, um... Yeah, so I, this is a book about it, and, and I guess it has a pretty rich and interesting history. So I don't know. I think it's. I a do cool... love Metal Slug, but I couldn't tell you which how they differentiate. I mean, it's, I could play Metal Slug one through I think seven at this point. I yeah. couldn't tell you which one was which. Oh, okay. They look. They all. Look I can always tell similar. number one compared to the other ones, but just because you know it. Two know it through seven, I'm probably yeah exactly. Yeah. I've played it the most. Gotcha. All right. Very cool. So let's take a look at this next one. Was uh, <laughs> that's me. It's you, yeah. So this was cool. Um, so I'm a nerd for a, a series of games called Serious Sam. Okay. <laughs> have you played those? I have. Okay. There's these over-the-top, you know, dumb, mindless. You know, what if we took a game like Doom or first-person shooter, more like Quake, really, because you can look up and down, and instead of, like, going down corridors and having monsters pop out of you, how about we just dump, like, 60 at you at once? And yeah. you just run around, basically running backwards the whole time, trying to shoot them while screaming while they're screaming at you. <laughs> and once you finally kill them all, yeah. you sit there and go, oh, crap. Like, <laughs> what just happened? Um, so anyways, they made, and it was a terrible game, they made Duke, or I'm sorry, not Duke, uh, Serious Sam 3, yeah. which is a more modern game. I think it came out in like 2014. Okay. I did download it once it was on sale for like 250 <clears throat> No, nice. And I played a little bit, I wanted to play it, and it was just bad. Um, but the engine was pretty good, the engine they built it in. So somebody used the the Serious Sam 3 engine to do a complete remake and apparently reimagining of uh, Duke Nukem 3D. Oh, cool. At least the, what they call the first episode, which is because it was shareware, and the first episode <clears> was like 12 levels or something. And is that on PC? Um, so apparently, yeah, if you want to play it, you do have to buy Serious Sam 3. You have to own that. Okay. And then it's a... A patch or whatever you can download from Steam. It's like available through Steam, I guess. But and then you can play Duke Nukem 3D. Oh, cool! Brand new revised version of it. That sounds neat. I thought was cool. Yeah. So I saw on Twitter. I'm hoping you know something <clears throat> about this. Uh, I guess there was a Kickstarter a while back for the Amiga 1500. I don't know anything about that. Like a reissue of that. Okay. The Amiga 1500 was a real machine back in the day. Okay. Yeah, the one between the 1000 and the 2000. So there was an Amiga 1500. I wonder if this is one of those re-implementations of the motherboards. Uh, it looked like a full... Th- I don't know. Okay, it looked like I was a full system? More, but... Anyways, there was a Kickstarter apparently four years ago or whatever. 
and the four backers, years ago. Okay, I'm guessing just from what I looked at. Yeah, the backers are getting their new Amiga 1500s now. That's pretty neat. Yeah, and maybe I, and maybe I'm totally wrong because I'm no Amiga expert, but um, I thought there was an Amiga 1500 back in the day. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure you know more about it than I do. So I'm so glad we have cut, uh, people who listen and send us money, Patreon money, who like <laughs> know how to program games for these systems that were like, did that one exist? Yeah. Was that a thing? I think it was a thing. Was it real? I don't know. Anyway, send us Patreon money. <laughs> um, <laughs> well, they don't tune in for the accuracy. They tune in for the entertainment. For a Chun-Li. <laughs> All for Chun-Li. Now I want to look it up. Kickstarter. <clears throat> Survey says... See, that's a different... That's a Checkmate A1500, but... Can you just look up, in like, Amiga 1500? That's it, though. Checkmate A1500 plus Kickstarter campaign Right, video. right. I think that's the new one. Can you just look up Amiga 1500? Because there was an Amiga 1500. Looked, oh, without Kickstarter? Without... Yeah. yeah. Commodore versus Checkmate. I think it was the... Um, this is just dumb that we're even talking. Yeah, can you click on that doing. Commodore Amiga 1500 computing history down there? Yeah. Here is your history lesson for today. Eric, yes. tell them what they need to know. So that's it. So there was an Amiga 1500. It was a UK-specific UK machine See, derived from that's the That's why we don't know. <laughs> yep. All right. So there was one. I, I, from And from what I remember, it was a kind of a limited, limited run kind of uh, machine. But this must be just a reimagining of it or just a... They're just doing it again. And you know what? I'm looking on Vintage is the New Old now, and the Kickstarter was only launched on September 2nd, 2018. So I am completely wrong. It wasn't four years. I'm just used to my Spectrum Next taking four years, so I guess that's where right. I wanted to believe. <laughs> um, yeah, there you go. That's pretty neat. Very cool. So does it have a Motorola processor, I wonder, or is it one of those new... Um, like based on the new Amiga stuff, which I don't know anything about. Yeah. I don't know. I'd have to sit here and read it and take more of our listeners' time. Yeah. But anyways, that's out. We don't want to read. I don't want to read. Um, Escape from Dinosaur Island DX. Yeah. New ZX. I almost said ZX. Look at, hear me? Hear me? ZX. Spectrum Adventure from Adventuron. And I, I've heard a little bit about this game. I didn't see any screenshots though. So I did download it and it's got pictures and stuff. Oh, it's done. Yeah, it's, it, you can download okay. it. Yeah, yeah. Of course, I pulled it off of uh, IndieRetroNews.com. Uh, and uh, the problem, if I remember correctly, it was a tap file. So you couldn't load it? Yeah. Without rigging... I mean, you could plug your phone in the back of your little ZX Spectrum. I could, yeah, but... It, yeah. You're not going to do that. <laughs> <laughs> I want to play the game. I know that, uh, same thing with MSX. I've downloaded a few MX, uh, MSX games recently, and they were, I want to say, cassette files, CAS. If that, is that right? So cassette, yeah, no, they're either tap files or they're CAS files. Now, if they're tap files, your um, the future was eight bit um, div MMC. That'll load tap files. I think I'm getting them backwards. Okay, because CAS file it won't load those. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah. Anyways, it was something that I didn't know how to do without going through a bunch of extra hoops. All right, our TurboGrafx 16 Mini. Okay. Um. It has new titles. Well, first of all, it's confirmed that M2 is doing the emulation. Yay! Where's my applause? In fact, for that one, I'm going to give it the M2 Sonic Ring seal of approval. All my new sounds. Um, M2 is an awesome software house that does a great job doing 
they emulation do. for these compilations and things. High quality. And then, uh, in, you know, just love for the fans, um, Konami, because this is their system, announced that this new TurboGrafx-16, or PC Engine Mini, is not going to have 50 games. They just decided to throw seven more in there. Yeah. So now we're up to 57 games. And I've heard of uh, Dragon Spirit, Galaga 88, and uh, The Legend of Valkyrie. Oh, I hadn't heard of Legend of Valkyrie, but yeah, those first two are great. That's, that's they a are great, great. addition. Isn't Dragon Spirit the shmup, the, but it's a dragon, right? Yeah. Yeah, that's a great one. Yep. It's like a vertical one, I want to <clears> say. But uh, I haven't heard of the other ones. The which... Genji and the Hiki Clans. 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 And then a couple, I'm not even going to try to read them, but a couple of Spriggan games, which I believe are also shooters, because it's a Turbo Graphics. They love their shooters. They do. And they, they... Make, and they make great ones. Yeah. So next one's you, Eric. Spriggan Mark II? Oh, that's another. Did Spriggan we announce game. that one? Oh, I said a couple of Spriggan games. Right? Oh, a couple Spriggan. <laughs> couple Spriggan. I didn't want to try to. Re- okay, sorry. Cyria uh, Senshi Spriggan. Does that help? Cyria Senshi Spriggan. Yeah, there you go. So if you can just go ahead and uh, type that in correctly to your Google, <laughs> you'll pull that up. And this will be in the show it. notes. Maybe there you go. Uh, so the next one, uh, ZX Spectrum next update, which I didn't know if you Ooh. had seen. You probably got the update, right? As um, a backer. Um, I was on vacation, so I might have missed it, unfortunately. So the, it basically says that they are, they've got all the pieces in. <laughs> Everything is in, so they just need to start assembling and shipping out. Perfect. So they're thinking it could happen within literally weeks. I'm excited. That's good for you, man. I, 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 really, man, I am, I am looking forward to you getting that. And I, I, <laughs> I will try to jump on wave two if it, if it happens. I mean, well, again, my offer still stands 800 bucks since years. I'll jump <laughs> on wave two myself. Um, the switch light yeah. was announced. Yeah. Which is great. Cause I was listening to our last episode after this was already announced. Mm-hmm. And we were making guesses about it. It's pretty much what everyone thought it would be. Yeah. Uh, it's a small version of the Switch where the Joy-Cons are built into it. There's no separate Joy-Cons. It doesn't have the vibration. Um, oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, it's, it's missing a lot of the... I mean, it's cost-reduced. Yeah. A um, little bit smaller screen. Um, the one thing I do really like about it, which frustrates me because they've also announced that they're still not going to make a version for the normal Switch, is uh, it comes with a D-pad. It does. Yeah, yeah. Okay. You just never thought about it, but yeah, there's a D-pad on there. Uh, an actual D-pad. Yeah. <clears throat> um, they're releasing it in three different colors. The battery life on this thing also is like 20 hours compared to like seven Yeah. for the full Switch. So that's something. Which I never gotten seven hours on my Switch. I think I've gotten four. I, I get a lot more than that, but I don't Do play very intense games. But... I keep it pretty bright, too. So That could be part of it. Um, that's I also, neat. I also always have headphones on. Like I said, speaker. Oh, okay. See, I'm not. I'm not at all negative. Like some people are about the Switch Lite. I mean, if you if it if it looks attractive oh, to you, it, go get it. That's great. And it comes in cool colors. Um, I think the kids are gonna love it. The colors. I wish they did different colors. Okay. Um, actually, the one that to me is the most appealing, which it sounds very bizarre, this is the Pokemon one, because it's actually the most subdued. Hmm. It's like light gray. Yeah. And then the buttons, I think, on one side are blue, and the other side are red. Or pink or something, but isn't one like orange sickle color? Yeah, like orange the and white? other two are like really. I thought that one was pretty cool. Really out there, but um, I, I'm I'm all for it. I mean, it's yeah. not gonna. I'm not gonna buy it because I already have one and it was expensive to begin with. So <laughs> I'll keep the one I got and uh, keep rocking now, it. Now, just to make you and me feel worse, <laughs> they re- are also kind of quietly announced that 
there's a new version, if you want to call it a new revision of the Switch coming out. So the new Switch coming is coming out has a different screen that is nicer hmm. and uses less battery life. So now their battery time goes up. Yeah, that's a bummer. And they're not. It's not going to be a different model. It's just once they go through the old stock, the new stock will be better. Yeah. Kind of like my Game Boy Advance SP. <laughs> um, cool. All right. Yep. The Switch is out. The Switch Lite, which is funny because people are doing all kinds of memes about how it's a light switch. A light just, switch. Yeah, putting a picture of a light switch in a Nintendo box. That is pretty funny. All right. A couple more uh, ga- weird game titles. You know how I love my weird game titles. Yep. So these are two new releases that I know very little about. I don't care much about them. they just got weird name titles. Okay. So this is the name of a game, Eric. Is it wrong to try to pick up girls in a dungeon? That's wow. a game name. Wow. Does that make you want to try that game? <laughs> I think you should pick up girls wherever you can, so I'm, uh, I'm okay with that. But, in a dungeon, uh, outside of a dungeon, wherever, I don't care. Wherever, but um, yeah, that's, what that's, is going that's a on weird with name. name titles? That title won't fit on a... <laughs> that won't fit on a Nintendo Switch cartridge. All I'm telling you is a game like that must have come from... Japan! I we still so. have Japan. Do they have free panties with them included? <laughs> Stop bringing up the panties. All right, this next game has a weird name title. It's actually just a weird game, but I'm legitly like interested in it. It's called Fight Crab. Fight Crab. That sounds good. You're literally a crab, and you fight other crabs. I like um, it. At first, I saw the pictures, and it looks like you're, you're just two crabs going at it, and then I kept flipping, and then all of a sudden, your crabs have like lightsabers. Ooh. They're fighting with lightsabers and guns and knives and nunchucks and... That, that's a game that's coming out. <laughs> I like it. You know, there have you have you seen that meme that's out? It's like a little video. It's not a meme, but it's more just a little like a you know ten second video of the crab. They, there's, they, there's like a crab on the ground and he's running after this this kid, but he ha- he has a knife in his claw, like a steak oh, knife, yeah. and he's like running around like, with the steak. And it's a real video. It just, it just makes me think of that. <laughs> I haven't seen that. No, <laughs> that's funny. Any more? I'm waiting for you. You're oh, next. I was going to say. You're I really you, bad at taking cues. You have two. Well, you only had two <laughs> weird game titles? Come nah, on, I man. That's, I guess that's on me for not. That's the segment that's sweeping the nation. And you, you <laughs> weird have, game titles? Yeah, exactly. Know what I'm going to Oh, know what I should do next time? Hmm. I've got a game next time. Okay. There's going to be three weird name titles. Yeah. And only two of them are going to be real. You have to pick the fake one. Oh, that's a good. <laughs> that's sure. a good idea. I like that. All right. I'm making, remember that. Making a note. So the next one is uh, Juan Martinez, which I don't know if you really knew his full name, but he's the guy who made Night Night. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I know who he is. At Redrack. I can see his, uh, his Twitter picture in my head right now. Yeah. <laughs> so on Twitter, he is at Redrack, R-E-I-D-R-A-C. Juan Martinez, he is still working on his MSX shooter, and he has, he posted an update, and there's some really great pictures of of that shmup for the MSX. Yeah, it looks really cool. And uh, I didn't know its name, and I'm going to butcher this one. Ushusen Gamma. Does that sound look right? Gamma? Sure. Ushusen Gamma. But it's a new MSX shooter. One thing I really liked about it is that, um, I mean, it's got the typical tropes of, you know, a ship fighting other ships, but the, the... the fire was multi-directional where, I mean, it could come from behind you. It could come from the sides. Um, it was very frantic. It just looked really good. I mean, and he was it, doing cool stuff with enemy patterns where they went yep. like to the bottom of the screen, turned around and came back Yep. rather than just, and they of... could shoot in any direction. So, you know, you really had to be cognizant of that when you're flying around. Um, it, it, 
I think it just looks fantastic. And it, there's always, it's always since we got new MSX machines. Absolutely. Are new to us. I need more developers making uh, MSX games. That's exactly. Yeah. Perfect. All right. You got the next one. Yeah. Sorry. I'm taking all the news again. That's all right. Um, so this was also on Indie Retro News, um, which honestly, I don't know exactly why they posted it. Because I mean, it's, guess it's an action, ad- or not an action, it's an adventure game, point and click adventure. Mm-hmm. But I always talk about how I'm obsessed with Cthulhu stuff. Yeah. And pretty much if you make a Cthulhu themed game, I'm going to buy it. Okay. Uh, so a game called Gibbous, which if I'm not mistaken, is a certain phase of the moon. Mm-hmm. You have a Gibbous moon. Yes, you're right. Mm, look at that. Knowledge. Knowledge <laughs> up here on Pixel Guide End today. Yes. Um, it is a Cthulhu adventure with upwards of 70 voice characters. And this was actually released, I believe now on Steam. And it looks, it looks like an, a LucasArts game. I think I've mentioned it before when it was in production, but it just looks really slick, really high production values. I think they're asking 25 bucks for it, which is more than I'm willing to pay for. And we'll get to that here in a little bit, but I've got more than enough brand new games still in the shrink, shrink wrap I haven't touched. I can't just keep be, keep buying more games at full price. So, um, But it just looks so cool. It looks like Sam and Max, which is like my favorite adventure game. That's awesome. And it's Cthulhu-based. Funny, funny Cthulhu-based. Cool. So the, the Evercade, got more news about the Evercade. Seems to be constantly in our news yeah, this cycle is here. absolutely news to me. Um, they released a new pack called the Pico Interactive Collection 1. Um, and there's a list of games here, um, which I'm not going to list because I don't know any of these games really, uh, but yeah, I could tell you <laughs> from what I understand, there's one iron commando, which is a very rare SNES game and it didn't get a, it, it was only released in Japan. And I guess that it is going to be in this collection. That's cool. Yeah. So there, and there's a couple more and I don't know which ones in this list, but it's called the Pico Interactive Collection 1. I guess there's going to be very rare titles in here that are going to show up on the Evercade. Yeah. So I think um, that's pretty neat. That is cool. Um, one thing I, I saw, the, so I was researching that article, and I was like, oh, that, that's really cool. They're really coming out with a lot of packs. But one picture I saw, if you go to the official um, website there, see the Pac-Man game? I looked at that. I looked at that picture right, right there. Nope, the, the one you got right there with the Evercade. Yep. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. And I thought... What a wasted opportunity if that had Tate mode where you could spin it like the Wonder Swan. Oh, yeah. And yeah. if there was a button by the D pad, wouldn't that be awesome to yeah. just be able to rotate it and, and, and have Pac Man in its natural Tate mode? What would be cool is they could still do it technically because there is a one button there. It's menu. Yeah. But in theory, if you, you could do a Atari style game with yeah. four way and one and button. And there's buttons on the side there, but those are volume, right? Yeah. Yeah. But anyway, looks, I just thought... It looks solid. It looks like a good piece of kit. So, uh, you know, the more I read about the Evercade, I really like the idea, and I like the cartridge idea. The cartridge idea. And it's um, only 100 bucks. Like, and it's only 100 games. bucks. Yep. So there's that Pico Interactive Collection. Yeah. Yeah. So it's interesting because... So Pico, it's a one-man operation. Yeah. I only know a little bit about it because I do listen to some other podcasts. Okay. Um kind of have mixed opinions on this guy just from what i've heard but again it's all from podcasts okay um he basically bought a lot of the rights for some of this stuff uh including retro magazine okay uh from the guy who created the coleco chameleon yeah that whole fiasco Mm, that whole fiasco Yeah. so while this guy isn't directly well actually he was partially involved with that but he was a victim of it but then he turned right around and kind of bought some assets from that same guy anyways The whole thing is kind of weird, but 
he has done a. He, he seemed he. I, you can tell he loves the hobby, but he's definitely kind of a for-profit guy. Yeah. Um, he basically tried to go out and collect any cheap license he could get his hands on, and has been doing. He like for the longest time on his website, you could buy super. What is that called? Super Noah's Ark 3D. Have you ever heard of that game? No. So it's a Super Nintendo game that was released by Wisdom Tree, which is a. Uh, yeah, like a Bible. It's like a it's, it's like a Bible yeah uh, video game software company, but I even hate that they call it that because they even seemed like they were being kind of sleazy in my opinion. Okay. Um, they basically took Castle Wolfenstein or you know Wolfenstein 3D. Yeah. And just replaced all of the sprites with instead of you shooting monsters. Now you're Noah and you're feeding animals on the ark. Hmm. So you're just walking up to goats and stuff and throwing, <laughs> throwing feed at them. food at them. <laughs> yeah, but it's the same exact game layout and everything. Yeah. All right. um, so he got the license to that and it's been selling that game for 60 bucks for years now. Hmm. Um, okay. So what I am excited about, though. Oh, and actually, if you buy any of the products from uh, Stone Age Gamer. Yeah. They come with free games. Well, they're all Pico Interactive games. Okay. So, like, if I, well, my EverDrive, it came with, uh, for my Game Boy, it came with, like, seven Pico Interactive games. Um, but what is cool about this is there are a lot of games. Tinhead's actually a pretty decent Super Nintendo game. Um, I'm just looking on Pico's website right now. Yeah. Um, I'm sorry, Evercade's website under this cart. And there are some games that look pretty cool in here. Uh, this one, Dork and Yimp. Yeah. Um, Unreleased Super Nintendo game. You know what's really cool about this, actually? Is yeah, so he did release this on a cart. And okay, it was like a game that was like ninety five percent done. I think they just kind of finished it up and released it. Okay, if I remember correctly. Yeah, but you can tell this screen is uh, this is the aspect ratio for the Evercade, which is different than the Super Nintendo. Yeah, so they they had to do either some squashing or some cutoff of the screen, huh? So yeah, looking at these screenshots, these are straight off the Evercade. These are not the original necessarily. Way of the Exploding Fist, which I believe that was a Commodore game, wasn't it? It's, it was released for a few different things. Yeah. Yeah. Nightshade. Yeah. Um, Tinhead, which I never heard of. So yeah, this uh, that's a pretty decent, actually, uh, you know, middle of the road to decent Super Nintendo game. Radical Rex, kind of the same thing. Jim Power, The Lost Dimensions, not great. Um, I actually own that. <laughs> Here's Eight Eyes, which is kind of like a Castlevania knockoff. He looks like it. Um, the Immortal, which is a... Isometric. Isometric, like Shadowgate kind of a thing. Yeah. Dragon View. Yeah, you know what? This actually looks like a pretty cool little collection. Oh, Draken. That's another Super Nintendo game. Yeah. That one's actually pretty decent. Um, cool. There's I'd higher. definitely pick this up, especially oh, human, the Humans, which is like Lemmings. Yeah. Um. Ooh, that one looks good. I'm sorry, I'm good. Here's a strategy RPG called Canon Legend of the New Gods. I don't know what that's from, but that looks cool too. Yeah. Magic Girl. See, I'm just, I just keep going now. But what's cool about this is I would love to get this cart for, I think it's th- uh, three for 30 bucks when you buy the machine. Something like that. So if yeah. this is an option, I would absolutely grab this one. Yeah. I'll grab this. I'd grab the Mad Cats one because that's all um, indie, indie games. games. Yeah. And this is called Pico Interactive Collection 1. And there's so, a lot of games in there. Yeah, there's like Cause, 20, I mean, the, 20 games. That Mad Cats one, how many games were in that one? I thought I didn't think there were that many, like I don't, five? Yeah, I don't, not quite as many. Okay. Um, yeah. I'm. The more I read about it, the oh, more... no. Mad Cats had... Oh, wait, don't... That's the Atari one, right? There we go. That's kind of everything. Yeah. Mad Cats has some of the games we talked about already in this episode. Coffee right, Crisis, Coffee Crisis, Log Jammers. Log Jammers. 
Tanzer, Little Medusa, Old Towers, Creepy Brawlers, Almost Hero, Justice Duel, Super Painter, Multi Dude. So it was like, like six. Ten. Yeah. So yeah, I, the more I read about the Evercade, I'm kind of getting on board. At that price point, yeah, it looks like it's built well. Yep. That's cool. Awesome. Um, the Shadow over Hawks Mill. I'm going to sound like a broken record here. This was just announced today as being almost ready to release. I, I, I read about this. It's yeah. a Commodore 64 game based on... <gasps> yeah. Drum roll. Actually, I have a drum roll. Dude. Drum roll. It's a long drum roll. Cthulhu! Yeah! So I'm going to get it. <laughs> it's okay. Cthulhu-based. Um, Do you know what kind of game it is? It, it was a uh, side... It looked like some kind of a side-scrolling game. I don't know okay. if it was a platform or maybe just side-scrolling adventure. Okay. I don't know. Yeah. I just saw screenshots, saw Cthulhu, and said, all right. All right. Same thing. I don't really dig into those things until they're released. So. Yep. Uh, this is kind of a neat because uh, we've been hearing more and more about Head Over Heels. Head on Over the, Heels. Which is that is a really, Spectrum? Yeah, on the Spectrum. And, and I think the Amstrad had a version people liked. and uh, people. In fact, the MSX, I think, had a version that was yep. popular. But it's a very overseas. It's a very uh, UK-centric game that everyone very seems to there. love. Very popular. Um, yeah. I played a little, didn't know what I was doing, and I talked about it and frustrated all our UK listeners. And um, <laughs> Won't be doing that again. <laughs> maybe I will. It's kind of fun. Um, our, I'm pa- def- our Patreon subscriptions in the UK dropped 38%. They actually went up. I'm going to be honest. <laughs> they went from zero to some. Exactly. Um, so anyways, they're remaking this game. Um and I think it's almost out. I think it is out. It's on, you can download it on Steam now. But it's in like full color. Um, but is it PC? PC, PC, yeah, okay. Steam. But yeah, it's, yeah. it's really interesting, though, because when you look at it, it looks like it's heavily modified. But then when you watch the gameplay, you can tell like everything was like they they made it so the gameplay, the timing was kind of that weird, chunky. Yeah. Like you jump and you can move over. Pretty much kind of just reskinned what yeah. the real game is. Yeah. Yeah, but I mean, I'm sure they didn't, couldn't use that oh, original programming. Right. I mean, they had yep. reprogrammed the, the jankiness yes, into it. The jankiness. And so I was watching some of the gameplay and I was like, oh, that's how that game plays. <laughs> so, look kind of cool. Yeah. Next one is fi- Fishing Spirits. Yeah. Tell that's... me about that because I've never heard of it. So, I've, I'm always, I do have a, a Nintendo Switch account for the Japanese Nintendo Switch store. Yeah. And I'm always wanting to find a game there that's worth me getting that's not already coming to America or already in English yeah. or whatever. Mm-hmm. And uh, they do a pretty good job of putting stuff out over here pretty quick after. Yeah. So I've never really found a whole lot. Uh, but apparently this game, Fishing Spirits, is a game that's like huge in the Japanese arcades right now. And it's this game that's like a table. Okay. So the, the flat, it's a horizontal screen. And you look down on it, and there are, like, shadows of fish. Oh, neat. Like, you're looking down on water. Yeah. And, like, four people can gather around and fish for these things and try to reel them, catch them and reel them in. It's, like, over-the-top arcade fishing. So you have a fishing reel it, is their controller. I, I believe so. Okay. Um, and so I think on this game, I looked it up, you actually use two nunchucks, one with as a the pole and one to reel. Okay. Um, or the Joy-Con, sorry, I call them nunchucks still. Which I actually haven't played a single Switch game yet where I actually used them as motion controllers. I haven't either. Um, so anyways, I think it's only like 10 bucks or something. I think I might pick it up. It, it looks like it's fully in Japanese. So you put the Switch flat and you see the little fish on the Switch screen? Well, I'm sure you could play it on a regular screen too. Okay. And then you know, take the controllers. Point. Yeah. Hmm. All right. And then when you catch the fish, they're like these over-the-top like 
ridiculous monster fish eventually. Yeah. But uh, it just looks like a heck of a lot of fun. And Yeah. Um, I thought it was something cool to look up. And cool. Very Japanese and very new to me. So My uh, daughter got the Pokemon game on the Switch, and she you can use the Joy-Cons as motion controllers with that game, too. Is that the Eevee game? Like a Eevee? She bought the Eevee one, yeah. Okay. And she actually got the Pokemon peripheral. So she has a little Pokeball. I saw that because there's a Pokeball you can buy for like 50 bucks. And I'm like, what and is She got that it. Thing? We didn't pay 50 bucks for it, but um, I think we got it used at like a GameStop for 35 or something. Yeah. But you take it and you can throw it and you can push the button on it and it does things. But she she digs it. It vibrates. and It works real well. Yeah. You have to recharge it. and Interesting. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. We'll get to that later. We'll get to Pokemon again later here. Yep. So have you heard of this Golden uh, GoldenEye 25? 25? No, I love the original. That was so. This that was is my growing up years. This, so this is an unofficial Unreal Engine conversion. So a bunch of just fans of GoldenEye got together, and they're they're like game developers. They're just doing this in the spare, spare time. But they're remaking everything in GoldenEye in the Unreal Engine. Okay. And so they said like they... the Duke Nukem thing we just talked about. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. But they're predicting this will probably be done in 2022, which I thought was a long way off. That is a long way off. But it's going to have multiplayer. It's going to be... It's like that. And they showed some screenshots of it, and it looks like very modern. So very... Are they making it, like, the gameplay the same, or are they re- reimagining it? Um, It looked to me like they were just trying to make it as authentic as the original game. Okay. The multiplayer maps and all that. Um, and all the weapons, but all just modernized. Like when you change weapons, they look like the real weapon. Yeah. Um, the graphics are great. The shading, it, I mean, it looks very realistic. So just don't let your friends choose odd job. Right. <laughs> it should be a. It should be a a lockout or something. Like all, if you choose odd job, all the other people playing have to agree to it first. <laughs> like press B to accept. Press A to deny. Yep. So the next one is uh, I put this through this in this. there for you. Double-sided games opens up pre-orders for Vegetables Deluxe. Now, you played the original Vegetables, the puzzle game so for the I, C64, right? I did, and I, I know he actually, uh, I think we're friends on yeah. Twitter, yep. which, of course, I found out after. I, I'm i always glad I say things about that. I'm very honest about things before I realize I'm, I know the people online. Right. Because uh, <laughs> I don't want to soften the blow or anything. Well, if I don't from like what I remember, you actually liked the game. I really liked the gameplay. Yeah. Uh, but... The way it was programmed, there was no like challenge to it because yeah. like, I played for like a half an hour and never lost. But and there was all the score just kept going up and there was no like levels and there was no like it just needed some polish. Like yeah, but and, and that was part of the 16k compo, right? Competition. Correct. I only so, played the, that version of it. Correct. So this is the deluxe version, which I'm hoping is going to have some tweaks and and setting changes. Maybe you could up the difficulty, or I don't know what what the deal yeah. is. But the pre-orders are in for the physical copy of it. I want. I do want to start getting some physical Commodore games. Yeah, which is which is. I mean, I need a cart because I'm in America. <laughs> sure. And I'm not going to honestly plug in my 1541. So. No, and I never do that. I, I got a cassette once because I just thought it was a cool thing to have. I would love um, to get the actual disc yeah. just to have. Yep. But and I've I've gotten it. those too. But I always get the digital download with it, so yep. I have all of these physical C64 games. But I've gotten five or six cartridges over the last five years. I've got bom- like the there's a Bomberman clone, Bombermania or something okay. like that. I got that on or no, it's Bomberland. Um, got that on cartridge. Um, I got a bunch of stuff, and it I I enjoy having it. I I do just grab the digital one because I always have my Ultimate sixty. Uh, if I had a know. cartridge, I'd probably pop it in. Yeah, I, I love it. Yeah, that'd be cool. 
But yeah, that disc, I, I wouldn't take the time because that's a whole headache to get all that stuff out and plugged it in. Is. And, and it's, sometimes it doesn't even work because your heads are out of alignment or whatever. I, you know, as much as I, I give I you love, a perfectly working one, you should be good to go. All right. <laughs> all right, so let's keep moving here. Who's next? Oh, I think that's the end of our news, Eric. Hey. Again, we like we said, short week. We, um, we might even get month. to go home by midnight tonight. <laughs> I doubt it. We're going to talk more. All right. Well, so far, that's the news. I'm sure we missed a bunch of important stuff, but um, it is what it is, and it's that, that was the news to us. So Yeah. Um, I think uh, it's time for us to go ahead and have our battle. Battle of the Systems! <laughs> It's that weird sound at the end. I, I, want I like to apologize it. for that. I like it. Um, Keep it in there. So we actually have two battles right now. Oh, we do. We have a battle of the systems, and now we're going to have a battle of the beers, because I am out. I've yeah. tried the chocolate. And I'm thirsty. And it's now time for chocolate and vanilla to lose. Oh, wait. No. <laughs> I was supposed to change that to fight. It, uh, <laughs> I even have a sticker here on it that says fight. Uh, to fight. All right. All right, well... We'll change that in post. No, we, no, we won't. <laughs> Don't All change right. it. I want to try some vanilla. In fact, oh, okay. I, we, I, we can just go, go right into these. Pour it in there. All right. Yeah. All right. So I got a. This is from. Have you been to Dust Bowl Brewery? Oh, wow, these are completely different. Dust Bowl Brewery is a um, beer from Turlock, California. I've heard of it. I have not had any. It is very weird. If you go to the brewery, it is a giant restaurant slash brewery. But it's all modern looking, but it's in the middle of nowhere. So yeah. you drive out to Turlock and you see this thing on the horizon, like this big uh, encampment, like this this huge encampment. <laughs> I mean, it, it's it's crazy. And you go up to and it's it's a beautiful restaurant. They have outdoor seating and it could have hundreds of people there. Really neat. My wife and I went there not long ago and just sat there and had lunch and drank their beers. And it was awesome. Nice. Um, but anyway, so here it is. Uh like your Japan thing for Street Fighter. There's not one that says Turlock, is there? Japan! Oh, shoot. Nope. Turlock! Turlock! No. Anyway, Turlock, California. Try that one out. Turlock, you know where... No, I don't know anything about Turlock. I don't know anything <laughs> about Turlock. Uh, Dust... uh, so this is from Dust Bowl Brewing Company. It's called the Cali Line Vanilla Blonde. I had one friend that lived there for a little while, and all he said is that every time he put his trash can out, yeah. he would open it up and there'd be maggots in it. There's Ooh. just so many flies. A lot of cows down there. So. No, that's like, yeah. The so flies are everywhere. And, you know, maggots are baby flies, so. Yeah, Turlock is a place that is uh, just pretty much farming out there. There's not much else going on. And indus- some industry stuff. Just farming, industry stuff, and Pixel Gaiden fans. That's so right. So here's to you, Turlock. Yes. We love you, <laughs> Turlock. <laughs> we love Turlock. It's probably one of the best cities in California. Do you know who's from around Turlock? Is uh, Freakin' Frankie. Remember him? Yeah, yeah. He, yeah. he doesn't live there now, though. He's in he's in the Bay Area. Nope. He's uh, over there like... Uh, oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, I don't want to say exactly where he is because he's... he's, but he's uh, not in the Bay Area. He's a private man, but it's like in that area. Very cool. All right, let's go ahead and cheers. Cheers? Oh, you're not going to pour it in there, I'm going straight from huh? the can real quick. Okay. So tell me how it is, my friend. I do not taste any vanilla, I'll tell you that. Okay, wait, wait, wait. It's going to sneak up on you. I'm waiting for the attack. Have you had one of these then? I have. Oh, okay. I had it at the brewery. 
Okay. But it was so long ago that it's kind of new to me, newish again, because I don't buy these. They don't. This is the first time I've seen them in cans or available for the public, other yeah, than going line, to the brewery. Blonde. Okay. So it was a year ago, probably when I went and I had it on tap. But I taste a little subtle, the subtle vanilla. Let me try that again. All here. right. You have to use your the bouquet. The smell the bouquet. I'm, I'm smelling. Maybe my taster is broken. Okay. Well, I like this one. It's good. I'm one. not saying I don't like yeah. it yet. I'm just I'm not getting the vanilla. On that chocolate uh, porter, how many uh, cocoa beans do you give that? I mean, it's beer. Yeah, beer is good. So don't get me wrong. Right, right, right. Out of cocoa beans, I understand. How many cocoa beans? I'll do six out of nine cocoa beans. Six eh, out of maybe five out of nine. Five and a half out of nine cocoa beans. Fair enough. I uh, wouldn't call it bad, but yeah, I, I don't think not, I'd order it. It's but. not my best one, but I, I think I'd give it a. I think I'd give it a six or six and a six and a half cocoa beans. Can you divide a cocoa bean in half? Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Why just, not? Just bite it, and then you get that kind of <laughs> yeah, on that your gritty. Teeth. Uh, mm. All right. Okay. Did you get the vanilla yet? Come no, on. No, I'm not getting the vanilla. No. I'll keep drinking. I'll keep trying here. The Battle of the Systems. Battle of the Systems. If you couldn't tell, is when we pick two games of the same exact name, except for last month, exact name that are uh, on two different systems, even though they're two completely different games. Whether you knew that or not, I don't know. This game was called Donkey Kong. Dun, 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 dun. Dun, Donkey dun, Kong. Dun, 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 dun. That's my new sonic effect. I'm going to abuse it all day here. <laughs> Um, and, and you know where Donkey Kong came from, right? It came from Japan. It did. By Lose. Oh, that uh, button's swap broken too. Uh, <laughs> not good. That's gonna be my running thing now. I'll just keep hitting that. Um, no, it's interesting because the first one we're playing here is on the ColecoVision. Now that was the pack-in. Yes, it was game with the ColecoVision, which is really unique because um, Nintendo allowed ColecoVision to sell that. They did on their system and it to be their packing. It's an interesting artifact from history. I mean, Nintendo just doesn't do that and they no. not anymore. And they never did as far that I can think of other than that for them. And, um, yeah. Cause if you look at all the games on the Atari that are, they say Nintendo, they're very specific. They do. Yep. Um, the Atari version. Oh, anyways, we'll get there. The Atari version. Of, but they certainly weren't a pack in. I mean, that one came oh, yeah. with the system. No, they gave them like full rights. Yeah. Like you do whatever you want with this game. Just give us, dollar a copy or whatever they did i don't know yeah um but yeah uh you guys all i'm sure know donkey kong i don't want to get too much into it but uh really quick i did take some notes because donkey kong is obviously an arcade game and two things i want to note real quick um the first one being that there are multiple versions of the donkey kong arcade for those and depending on who you talk and talk to, they all you know know how it works. But um, Japan had a version of the game where you play through all four stages in order. Okay. So when you play Donkey Kong, you get that little thing that says how high can you climb, and there's a picture of one gorilla. Yep. One Donkey Kong, <laughs> which is a gorilla, which is not a donkey, or I guess it's kind of King Kong. Anyways. And it's at 25 meters, which they never changed for the American version, but it's still in meters. Yeah. So at 25 meters in Japan, 
that's when you play the uh, the barrels with girders. You mm-hmm. know, they're all construction site levels. Yep. Where you try to climb up the girders and jump over barrels and get to the top so you can save your girlfriend. Donkey Kong grabs her and runs off. They go to level two, which is the uh, conveyor stage. Mm-hmm. Um, now the conveyor stage is often called the pie factory, which I didn't realize. But have you have you heard of that before? Pie factory. I haven't. I heard it as the what you were saying. Yeah. Conveyors. Conveyors. Yeah. Yeah. So um, I had actually never played the conveyor stage until this month. Really? Yeah, because I've only played the U.S. version of this, and the conveyor stage doesn't happen until like seven screens in in okay. the U.S. version. Yeah. So stage three, which is 75 meters, is the elevator and rings. Uh, I'm sorry, springs where yeah. you're going up elevators and down elevators. They're like the little springs platforms bouncing that go constantly. up and down. Yeah. Yep. And there's little flames magically that just cruise around things and yep. try to burn you. And then at 100 meters, number four is the the rivets, um, which I played a lot because I played, honestly, I think the, the version of this game I played the most from when I was younger was the 2600 version, which is really bad. Yes, it is. So you just kind of walk over all the rivets. <clears throat> and once you do that, the girders fall and Donkey Kong falls to his death. So the U.S. version of that, for whatever reason, I don't know, understand why they did it this way. It goes in this order. One, which is the barrels and girders, then four rivets, back to one girls, barrels and girders, then to three elevators and springs, back to four rivets, then one, two, three, four in order. Why on earth? <laughs> yeah, I don't know why you would just change it. Although, now, since our battle of systems is ColecoVision versus Game Boy, um, the ColecoVision didn't. Now I played this earlier in the month. It, it doesn't show the don like the twenty five meters, the meters thing, does it? It just goes through the levels. You're correct. That's right. Yep. So it doesn't even show those. So real quick before we get there, uh, the arcade is infamous, especially because of King of Kong, the the movie. Yes. Uh, the on the twenty second level, that is called the kill screen. Yeah. Because that is when the game runs out of memory and just stops. Yeah. And so I guess you have to get all your points before then. Before the game stops, yeah, to try to beat Billy Mitchell, <laughs> who is a cheater. Oh, <laughs> um, all right, ColecoVision, go for it, Eric. What What did you find when you played the ColecoVision version of? First of all, you got your your barely working ColecoVision out to play this. I did game. play. I did do that. Yeah, I, I I did alternate. I played it on the real Coleco, and then I would switch to my Mister the FPGA thing because oh, yeah, yeah. then it was very clear and it plays a pretty accurate version of it. Um. So I did take a different tack this month. I did. I usually I take copious notes on the Battle of the Systems. This time, because it was Donkey Kong, I just kind of wanted to wing it and do it from memory, which this may be my downfall. Who knows? <laughs> but so the 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 ColecoVision version, um, few things I noticed. So it looks a lot like the arcade version. The port looks amazing. I mean, wouldn't you agree? I mean, it uh, looks really good. Everything on the ColecoVision compared to its peers at the time, Correct. which were the and that's television what I mean. and, yep. the and Atari. Atari 2600, which, God, this game looks horrible on I that. mean, I understand marketing is a big part of it, and it did come out later. Yep. But the fact that it... Nice guys finish last, right? Yeah. The system is amazing compared, it, it's compared beautiful. to its peers. It is amazing. That's why, I mean, I really wish I had a, a fully operational one that was that worked really good, or well, I should say. Um so one thing I noticed, the first thing, immediately, was that the screen's backwards. Donkey Kong's on the wrong side on ColecoVision. 
Did so, you notice that? I did. And actually, I did notice when I looked at, I watched a video of all, all the versions of Donkey Kong. Yeah. A lot of them are like that. Yeah. And I think the reason it is, I don't think it's necessarily backwards. It's just missing one more. Well, one girder. One so they kind of squeeze the girder to the in. left. Yeah. Because we're going from a vertical top day <laughs> screen yep. to a four by three aspect ratio screen. So um, I noticed on ver- different versions of the game, I want to say like the ZX Spectrum, mm-hmm. the girder is barely diagonal. Like they yeah. barely turn because they just shove everything in there. Some other versions, everything's just really squat and looks weird. Yeah. So I actually kind of like that they came up with this decision because it looks good. Yeah, and it and doesn't bother me at if all. If I didn't recently play Donkey Kong, I wouldn't have noticed that. <laughs> right. Which I should say, I, I I think probably a lot like you, I didn't play Donkey Kong a lot. When it was in the arcade, I just, it wasn't really a game that I saw that was that interested me. Um when I had my Atari 5200, I didn't get it. I don't even know if it's on the 5200, but... I'm sure it is. They put this uh, thing on so many They systems. did. Um, so this wasn't a game I grew up with. It just wasn't. I saw it everywhere. I was aware of it, but I didn't play it very often. That's funny you bring that up, because I always thought it's the same way, because they kept releasing this on systems, and every time I saw it, I'm like, why? Yeah. Like, I understand it was big in the day, but why? Like... Again, and I didn't grow up when it was popular. Like, I was born after Donkey Kong was released. Yep. So I missed the heyday. And to me, and probably for most people, we think of Donkey Kong, we think of that first level. Yes. And probably most people at this point that, uh, you know, are my age don't know there's more than that first girder level. I would agree with, with that. Barrels. Yeah. yeah. Um, Especially in the arcade where you're feeding it quarters. That first level for a... A person just coming up to the game that doesn't play it all the time, mm-hmm. you will just lose your quarter. Yep. I mean, you will just get through all, on that on that first level. The first level, <laughs> we're, we're going all over the place, but I did play a lot of the arcade before okay. I started the other two, just because I wanted to get a sense of where it was coming from. Yeah. And that first level is the hardest of the four. I think I agree with you because yep. you can get you can get pretty quickly to near the top. And then you're sitting there going, like, how do I do? I just keep jumping over barrels? Like, when do I go up a ladder? Yep. Well, I might as well go now. Oh, no, it chased me down and it, it killed me. Yep. Like, I know there's, like, little tricks that you have to learn. And if you watch YouTube videos, there's something about, like, you press up on the ladder, then let go, then press up again. Like, double jumping the ladder. And I guess that makes a barrel miss you. Like, there's, like, these weird, like, programming quirks. That's weird. That people have I, used I didn't know to, that. like, learn. I don't know. So, another thing I noticed on the ColecoVision is it lacks the animations. So when Donkey Kong takes the Paulina, that's her name. Paulina, Paulina right. takes pa- when Mario takes Paulina. Is he Jumpman or Mario at this point? He, that's a good question. I don't. Mm-hmm. Maybe he's Jumpman. I think he's Jumpman at this point. I'll just call him Mustachioed Italian guy. <laughs> but the little cutscenes. Meet the tw- ball. <laughs> <laughs> the cutscenes between the between the levels. Uh, the donkey taking the girl up the ladder. He's not a donkey. <laughs> Did I, did I say donkey? You absolutely called him a donkey. Where, where does donkey <laughs> Without do? the Kong. In your little notes, do you have the, why they call him donkey Because Kong? Japan. Uh, That's I guess why. So. Um, it, but anyway, the Coleco lacks the animations, which I don't really miss, but they, they're not there. I didn't there. notice it, yeah. So, but I assume they're doing that to save on memory. You know what I mean? Yeah. They well, they put the gameplay in there, which is awesome. Yeah. So it lacks the animations. Um... Other than that, though, I mean, a pretty faithful port. Other than, like you're saying, the um, the the levels in sequence are the same as the American version, as you're talking about. Uh, 
Are they? Are they? Maybe I might oh, have no, that they're, wrong. They're, they're similar because they're, similar, also, okay. they're also wacky. Yeah, yeah. They are. But they're not in I thought in they were line. similar based on what you were saying. So they it goes, I'll just call it level one. Okay. Based on the Japanese one, two, three, four. Yeah. It goes one girders, two river, <clears throat> rivets, three elevators. So that's an order. Okay. Then it goes to two, back to rivets. Okay. Then it goes three, back to elevators, then back to one girder. And then after that, I have no idea. Okay. Uh, it, it's... They're, they're different, but they're still way different it's than the wacky. original Japanese version. It's even more yeah. wacky. What you'll notice is there's no four. Okay. So in this one, there is no... Uh, I say four. There's no um, conveyor level. Yep. So one thing we should mention is that it, this is a game... No where, factory. This is a game where you get a score. And when you start a level, um, just like in all levels of Donkey Kong... You get this bonus point pool where that it's and the bonus points start to go down the longer it takes you to finish the level. Mm. Then when you finish the level, you get those bonus points. You see the bonus point counter. Yeah, we got my arcade going here. Yeah, you get the same. You get the same thing on the Coleco. It's not in a little box like that, but it's right there up on the side. You know, I never realized that counted down. Really? Yeah. Yeah. So I've never just watched somebody play it. I just play it. It's basically a timer. So you don't die, but you don't get bonus points. So I can imagine, like, you know... So the that's why you don't just sit there and jump over barrels like I did when the, I was a kid. It's me, too. The, I was afraid of losing my quarter. Well, you get the hammer. You're stuck there with the hammer in your hand. You can't like elevate with the hammer, yeah, in this one. Um, but you can, you can see why Billy Mitchell, like, rushes through the level, like, if you watch him play, because you get those bonus points. Yeah, gotcha. So, uh, but, it, but the Coleco does retain that, which is nice. Okay, the sound um, the sound is pretty good on the Coleco sound version. Is good. I mean, it's 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 Donkey Kong. Great, version. it's Donkey Kong. It's Donkey Kong. Um, one thing I noticed in the elevator level. Okay, they do not have springs. I don't think they could. Get, I didn't get that even in notice there. that. So instead of springs, they have a lot more flames, and the elevators are a lot faster. I'd rather have springs than flames. There's a lot more flame. Well, not a lot more. I think instead of two flames, there's four. Oh wow. And the elevators are a lot faster. Now, that's the real problem for me. Yeah. Because in the other one, you can jump on an elevator and kind of wait until you have an opportunity to move. Yeah. On this one, you've got to think like two steps ahead because you're like, by the time I jump on that, where will it be? Where will the flame be? And then do I keep going or do I have to jump back? Gotcha. Yeah, now, I didn't play the, the arcade version before our, our The arcade version, that the, the elevator level is very simple for me. Yeah. And the Coleco version was very difficult. It was the hardest for gotcha. me. Gotcha. I didn't play the arcade one before our session here, so I only played the Coleco and Game Boy. Um, and I will tell you, I didn't use the hammer. I didn't use the hammer at all. Oh, yeah. During the whole game. Because I, I don't... It, it You get stuck on levels if you use the hammer. So, like, yeah. I just wanted to get done so get those bonus points. So I, I made a conscious decision not to use the hammers, just to use jump and get, get my butt up there. Yep. I don't know about you. I don't, I don't use the hammer strategy. <laughs> Strategery. All right. Well, ColecoVision, there's not a whole lot more to say about it. Nope. It's good. Which is why I threw it in the battle, because I just wanted to use a ColecoVision version of Donkey Kong. Sure. But really what I wanted to point out is the difference between any version of Donkey Kong and the Game Boy version of a game called Donkey Kong. Yeah, which I'm really surprised they called it Donkey Kong, because it's nothing like (laughs) the original Donkey Kong, in a good way. There you go. Um, So have you heard about this game at all before we played it? Nope. All right. I never I played it. I'll let you describe it when you turned it yeah, on and started and I, playing it and, and where it went. And I only made it to the forest station, but um, 
the first thing that struck me in this game is there's an overworld to it. Um, like, uh, was there, there not in the first four levels, not in the first four levels. You're right. Uh, so maybe I should back up again. Um, so basically this is on the game boy. Um, the first level looks like the first level in, in, uh, cause but, he's starting to just as Donkey Kong, Donkey just Kong Donkey breaks Kong. through these bricks, which is cool. Yep. Like, oh, they put a little pizzazz to it. Yep. It says press start. And then it goes, Yep. Which is the song. <laughs> and then it says 25 meters. It shows, it shows the, the gorilla. It shows that. The, yep. the donkey. <laughs> the donkey. <laughs> it shows the donkey. Yep. And then you play level one. And you play level one. It looks exactly the same, except there are the full animations. So it's more fleshed out. Um, and it's uh, that's what it is. You, you play level go, one. Then yep. you play level two, three, and four. Yep. Now, while you're playing those four levels, did you notice anything different? I did. Um, let me think. Um, I noticed that there was something with the hammer. What was it? It's been a couple weeks since I played this. Um, you can throw the hammer up, yep. right? Yeah. So you don't have to sit there and wait for 20 seconds. You can just throw the hammer. You throw the hammer up, right? Now, when you throw it, does it, it doesn't kill anyone while you throw it, it right? It doesn't, but it takes a while. So if you, and we'll talk more about this later, you can throw it up, run around, do something. And then if you, as long as you catch it before it hits the ground, you'll keep using it. Okay, but you could throw it up and then go up the ham, go up the ladder and catch it on the next level, and you could use it on the next level. If yeah, you could. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, and that's how I. I didn't do that a lot because I didn't figure that out until further in the game. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I know that you could throw it up a level, which on the regular Donkey Kong you can't do that. You, you when you get the hammer, you're stuck on that level. Yeah. You can't go up ladders. The other thing you weren't uh, mentioning was there's hearts, one up hearts on some of those first four levels. That's right. Which makes you go, wait, what? Extra lives on Donkey Kong? What? Right. <laughs> um, now, I already knew going into this what this game was, so I wasn't terribly surprised. Yeah. But when you were playing the first four levels, did you ever, while you're one, running one direction, press the opposite direction and then jump? I did not do that. Because you will jump three times as high. Really? So it's like a super jump. Yep. Or oh, did you neat. press up and then jump? If you press up and jump, you'll do a handstand. You jump again, you'll jump three times as high. Oh, I didn't know that. So you can beat the entire first level in about four seconds without using any ladders. Oh, I didn't know that. See? I didn't read the manual. So if you were play, playing this game, you'd be like, what the heck just happened? Yeah, um, where, where where would you learn that? Was there a manual with this game? I imagine there was, right? Well, we'll get to it. But after you beat the first four levels, yeah, there are little cutscenes. Okay. And the cutscenes are kind of like kind of like a Metroid where it kind of teaches you what you're doing next. Yeah. You'll see Mario do something. You're like, oh, you can do that. Oh, I didn't and see you that. figure out how to do it. How did I miss that? Hmm. Wonder so if anyways. I've, I got a bad ROM. <laughs> After four levels, I'm hoping you played the right game. You made it to the forest. No, no, I made it. Yeah. Um, After four levels, um, you know what? That reminds me of something. One thing. I, sorry, I'm going to have to back, backtrack here. Okay. So, on the ColecoVision, I didn't think this would happen, but technically you could have played the wrong game. Oh, I might have. There is a a second version of Donkey Kong on the ColecoVision that was not made by Nintendo. It was made by Opcode Games. Interesting. I don't know what version I played. And it actually squashed everything. Yeah, I mean, I'd have to see a comparison to know, but it's possible. I just picked Donkey Kong. you described it right, because he would would have been on the right side of the screen if you played that version. Okay. Apparently, it's very rare. Okay. But I Hmm. thought you might have got a ROM or something, but... Okay. Anyways, um, 
so after we play the first four levels, uh, you get to the rivet stage, the level four. Is that now? You break all the rivets. Yeah, yeah, the, the little rivets in the girder iron. Correct. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Level four. I'm sorry. Yes. I'm back to GBA now. Yeah, yeah, or yeah. GB. Yep, yep, yep. Um, just like always, the top girder falls. Donkey Kong falls to his death, or does he? No, no. Because you think he's dead, and he quickly jumps and grabs Paulina and runs off. Yep. And, you're, and that's where you go. Like, wait, this isn't Donkey Kong. What's going on now? Yeah. And then you see a little cutscene where he runs through a door, closes the door behind him, and locks it. And throws the key up in the air, and it lands in front of you. Right. So Mario grabs the key, unlocks the door, and goes through it, which teaches you, hey, you need the you key need the keys to open the door. Right. And I thought the animation with the key was pretty cool. You have to jump on top of it, and then he kind of grabs it from the top, mm-hmm. spins down. I thought that was pretty neat. And now you see the overworld. Yeah, map. exactly. And the first map you go to is City something. I, it's been a couple weeks, right? Uh, big City, yeah. Big City, yep. Okay. So the overworld map has eight stages. Yep. It has three normal stages, followed by a boss stage, which is a big picture of Donkey Kong's face. Okay. Then three more standard stages, and then one more boss stage. That makes eight. And um, the gameplay is completely different. I mean, it's still... You still have the same moveset, right? Yeah. Um, there's They basically become puzzles. It's like a puzzle platformer, but it's not like you have to do everything exactly. Yeah. It's basically... Here's the key. It shows you where the key is, and it scrolls to where the door is. It says get there somehow. So you can do. You can. There's usually multiple ways to solve it. Yep. You get the key, and you have to get to the door and go through it. And that's pretty much how you win, beat the levels. But there's all these different things, obstacles in your way. And then there's little little score multipliers and things you can get. There's yep. always an umbrella in every stage. Um, there is a little purse. And I don't know if you notice this. Every time you get the purse before you feet the deep, uh, finish the level, then you get a little. Uh, bonus game in between levels to get free lives okay so the, the purse is, is the bonus like, thing like a one-arm bandit so yeah there's either a, a slot machine yeah where if you get like three marios you get five lives or three donkey kongs you get three lives that's right or three, yeah there's a little thing to it or if you get one of three completely different things you get one life that's one mini game the other mini game is literally just a uh there's a bunch of prizes in a circle and it spins you hit a button it's kind of like a wheel of fortune what do you get yep um but honestly, I don't know how how many, how many t- lives you got, but I was up to like fifty lives very quickly. And at that point, you're just like, okay, I don't, I don't, I don't need lives. If I remember that, if I remember right, I think I ended up getting to the forest and had twenty something lives. Yeah. yeah, and it's not that you don't, you don't. It's not the game's easy and you don't need lives. It's that every time you beat a boss, you save. Yeah, and you save at thirty lives, and then. If you lose like 10 of them and you come back and play it again later, you don't lose those 10 because now you know how to beat the level. Yeah. So lives are kind of meh. Um, so in the big city, you've got these like little dinosaur things that are walking around. There's uh, uh, some flames. Yep. There's the hammers. The hammers can destroy anything and you can drop down levels without dying, unlike the real Donkey Kong. That's where, right. I didn't know that for that a long time. Me nuts. I, I didn't know that for a long time until I fell and I was like, oh, yeah. I'm dead. And then I, I wasn't dead. Yeah, if you fall from too high, you'll kind of get stunned and your leg kind of shakes in the air. <laughs> and then you pop up after like two seconds. Uh, but if you do fall from like very high, you'll die. Yeah, and the original uh, the original one with the rivets, like I hated that I'd fall. And... A lot of those old arcade games slash also a lot of Commodore games, yep. like minor and stuff, like the difference between life and death is like a pixel. Yeah. Like, all right, if I jump from here, will I die? Like, you don't know. Yeah. Is this high enough to kill me? Because... 
Do you play Jumpman on the C64? Yeah, right. It's like that. I, I can't stand minor, when I fall or off any that. of those yeah. kind of games. Yeah. Minor 2049er. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, oops. I didn't. I misjudged that that was 17 pixels and it was 18. Yeah. Or whatever. Um, so, anyways, you eventually. Uh, the boss battles I thought were the best part. They're, they were a lot of fun. Yeah. Uh, the first one. Donkey Kong is jumping, and when he hits, shakes, or lands, the whole screen shakes. And if you're touching the ground at that point, you get stunned. Yeah. Your leg gets stuck up in the air. And then all this crap falls from the sky. And if you're stunned and it hits you, you die. I remember that. And it's like little pieces of garbage, like a tire. Yeah. Uh, this and that. Yeah. It's almost that, like a junkyard. And you basically have to work your way up some ladders and platforms just to get to Donkey Kong, just yep. like level one. Mm hmm. Um, but he's jumping every once in a while. You kind of so if you're jumping in midair when he lands, then you don't get affected by the stomp. Yeah. Um, the second boss battle, he's throwing barrels at you, but if you dodge them and they hit the bottom, they kind of land upright, and you can go down there and grab them. Yep. Climb back up and throw them at them. Yep. And uh, from then on, the rest, of the, all the boss battles I played after that were either one or the other, which is get to to Paulina or kill Donkey Kong with barrels. Yeah. But they had a lot of variation. <clears throat> You're constantly learning new abilities and things and new tactics and stuff. It's the game is always feels fresh. Yeah. Um, and you know the funny thing is this didn't come out that much further after Donkey Kong did it. I mean, I mean Donkey Kong's old. It's early '80s. But when did this come out? Like '90. I mean, it's probably ten years later. Yeah, I guess that's right. It's um, such a different game. I yeah. Mean, it's, uh, it's. It uses the same concepts. Yeah. But they completely change. Yeah. yeah, you're not playing necessarily necessarily for score. You're playing. It's built in a way where you're just trying to complete the game. Correct. Um, after you beat the big city, you end up in the forest where now your enemies are like ladybugs. And be, well, actually, the ladybugs are nice. They help you get places right. if you ride them. Yep. And then there's and I didn't know that either. Did you know mm -hmm. that at first? Because I uh, thought I was I was running away from them. Like I didn't want to get killed. I, I learned pretty quickly that they were. I don't know how though. Yeah. Um, but then there's beetles that had kind of spikes on their back, which makes it obvious, like, like don't, don't mess touch with them, those. Right. Um, but then that cut scene, you learn that there's a lever that you pull that makes a bridge. Yep. Um, there's also springboards that make you jump higher. Uh, and then eventually you get to the point where there's conveyors and escalators. Um, and then this, it goes from kind of a one or two screen game to a multi-screen game. Yeah. Um, I remember specifically writing down level two, four was Donkey Kong Jr., <laughs> right yeah pretty much yeah the vines and the alligators i mean there's donkey kong jr yep um although i say that thinking of donkey kong jr as a one screen game it probably had multiple levels too right they did yeah so you know what's funny i've actually played donkey kong 3 more than i played donkey kong jr really i you... love donkey kong 3 where you're squirting the bugs with the bug spray <laughs> you know i don't think it's i've ever played that one i haven't played that one but i've played donkey kong jr there's did you a couple years back, there was like that uh, C64 remake of it. Did you see it? Do you remember that? Yes. There was a really crappy Donkey Kong Jr. version way back in the day, Originally, but they yeah. redid it, and it's like, uh, it's, it's pretty amazing. Yeah, I saw it, and it was very accurate. Yeah. I had fun playing that. I played it for about a week. It was good. Um, and then towards the end of the forest level, you get to some water levels where you're actually swimming Mario style. Right. It's also kind of a Mario game. It is. <clears throat> um, and you also learn that through one of the cutscenes that if you do that thing where you do a handstand, mm -hmm. at that point, if you're hit by barrels, you just kick them away. So that comes into play later. Um, I mean, that's kind of all I wrote 
Um, That's as far as I got. Like I, 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 be, I, I did. I got about halfway through the forest level. I literally started this yesterday. Okay. Um, and I just today I did pass the forest level, but I haven't got much farther. Okay. Um, from what I read, it goes on and on. I want to say yeah, there's like a hundred and something levels. So. Yeah, I read a thought ninety six levels. Okay, so probably and, ten, and, and there could be more. Roughly ten worlds, if you will. And yes. you and I made it to like, you made it to like world two and a half. I made it to world three. Just because yeah. I put that much more time. It's not hard. It's a. I love the game, and then every time you beat a boss, you can save. Yeah. So honestly, I actually played a lot of this game a lot more than I got credit for because I used my EverDrive. And I saved it, and when I turned it back on, the save was gone. So then I remembered, okay, you have to save it, and then click reset. Yeah. Which is... Right. There's a little, you squish the cartridge, and there's a micro switch in there somewhere. So then I had to play through it again, remember to save it, and then click reset. And then I played a bunch more, and then it ran out of battery. And it charged <laughs> it. Yeah. And then played through that again, save it, and reset. Oh, so you played it on there. I played on it Game on Boy my Advance. Game Boy Advance. Okay. Yep. Cool. What, let me ask you this. Was it in color? Yeah. See, I played the black and white. I played the OG version. So it's the same version. It's the same one, yeah. But if you play it on a Game Boy Advance or in a Game Boy, uh, the Super Game Boy on the Super Nintendo, yeah, it'll colorize it. I should have done that. I didn't even think about that. I played it on my BitBoy. Oh, so you did play I just okay. used it on the BitBoy, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And I used the save states, and it was awesome. So I could just stop halfway through a level. Oh, that's, that's convenient. Yeah. yeah. And it worked perfectly. Yeah, I was going to load this up here real quick so you can see the colors i mean if you've ever seen a colorized game boy game there it's not you know it's not no but a i mean drastic it, amount of color it, but it, it adds, adds it adds a little something to it i i literally was in black and white like the whole time yeah i gotcha i played it black and white and and i said but i did look at some videos of it see that looks good so it's a lot of oranges and reds yeah. but i mean i played um i looked at i looked at the videos of online i'm every video on YouTube is in color. And I was like, what am I missing? What What am I doing wrong? Oh, okay. So it looked like that. Yeah. yeah it's mostly reds and oranges. That's still, that still would add like something. Yeah. that? Oh, I didn't. <laughs> yeah. What button are you hitting? You never realized that? No. I, I mean, it looks terrible, but yeah, on the Game Boy Advance SP, if you hit the left shoulder button, it'll stretch it out. Yeah. To fill I, the whole screen. I don't play Game Boy games on my Advance I just don't do it. I use the BitBoy. Oh, you're doing it wrong. <laughs> I guess so. <laughs> the funny thing is I could play GBA games on on my BitBoy. So why didn't I just do yeah, that? Yeah, right? <laughs> Weird. Yeah, I'm, there's a brain, uh, brain glitch there. Weird. All right. Well, that is that, which means we need to decide who wins this battle. Or should we call it a fight? Luke. Oh. You lose. <laughs> the, where's you? You lose. No, remember, the U's gone because yeah. I changed it to Chun-Li. Because <laughs> I wanted Chun-Li, and now lose. fight, I didn't change correctly, so I just... Lose, er. I lose. And I wanted this. Whoa! I really wanted that to be uh, from The Matrix, Keanu Reeves. <laughs> Whoa. Whoa. <laughs> All right, so what do we score? What's our rating system here? Um, I think we know the winner. Uh, you can't defile a classic, <laughs> though, Eric. Um, this has to be, uh, I don't know. We'll do the Clico out of 15 bananas. Okay. 15, out of 15 because bananas? donkeys eat bananas. <laughs> how, um, many, how many bananas would you give the Coleco? So let's talk about the ColecoVision one. Um, I got to admit, I never was a huge fan of Donkey Kong. Um, I don't think it's a bad game, but 
at a 15, I'd probably give it a, I don't know, maybe an eight. Eight. I was going to say eight. Eight out of 15 bananas. Eight out of 15 bananas. Um, it's not a bad game at all, but it's just not not my cup of tea. Yep. No, I'm... But on the Game Boy one... But I, I would give the Coleco, if, if it was based on... See, it's always hard for me, because if you're doing a port, yeah. you're more or less judging off the original game rather than judging the original game. Yeah, I always just base the quality of the port. If we're basing it on the quality of the port, I would give it like 13 out of 15 bananas. Like, yeah. They did a great job of creating... Yeah, Donkey Kong. I, you know, but... I, and I probably misspoken. I, I I base it on the quality of the port, but also the quality of the game. Yeah. I guess it's a hybrid. I'm, I'm so I'm just di- di- yeah differentiating because yeah. it's a great port. Yeah, that being it, it, said, it's a fantastic. That being port. said, am I going to put it in my ColecoVision and play it all the time? No, I'm, I'll give it eight out of fifteen. Yeah, bananas. And you saw my Twitter picture. I have the actual Donkey Kong cartridge, which I'm sure you do too, right? I yeah. do. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm still going to stick with my eight. Yep. And then comparing it to the GBA one, you want to go first gonna, on your score okay, there? Okay, I'll go. My bananas on the GBA one, 13. 13, wow. This is one of my favorite Game Boy games. Okay, that's awesome. I, I'm going to spend more time with it. I'm going to go back with I it. I can't think of a Game Boy game I like better right now. There might be one. Okay. So I don't want to misspoke, misspeak, but misspeak. it's... Now, that being said, aside from the ones I played as a kid, I haven't played that many Game Boy games now that I stop and think about it. Yeah, me either. So I've probably played 12, 15 Game Boy games ever. Okay. So I think we might need to do something about that. We need to try to I, get some more Game Boy games. I agree. I, I think I've played maybe 10 You've played Game Ninja Boy Guide games. Ninja Gaiden Shadow. Yep, Ninja Gaiden Shadow. I played. I had I had the re, the elevator action um, as a That's kid. I played, I played it a lot, and it is good. It's very good. But anyway... That's neither here nor there. My my uh, bananas. I'm probably gonna give it <laughs> my bananas. Say that with a straight. What face. did you give it? Eleven. Wait, you I gave it 13. thirteen. I love it. I'm gonna at this point. I'm gonna give it a. I'm gonna give it eleven. Okay, eleven. So, it's still we have a winner though. Yeah, Which the arcade. Cr- oh no. Um, <laughs> I wouldn't. I'd pick the Game Boy one over the arcade. I pick Game Boy as well. So your winner for the battle is Game Boy Donkey Kong. <laughs> Way to go. And I would highly recommend this game if people are out there building their Game Boy collection. They may skip Donkey Kong thinking it's a port. Don't you think? Oh, yeah, because it looks exactly like Don't you think everybody's like, oh, I'm not going to get Donkey Kong. It's probably just a cheesy port, but it's not. It's a whole different game. It is. Now, if I know correctly, if I've learned this correctly, this game spawned a whole series of games. Oh, it did. Hmm. I didn't know that. Eventually, it became this series. Mario versus Donkey Kong. Which is a much more descriptive name of what it is. Miniland Mayhem. So that one right there is the DS version, but they have versions on the Game Boy Advance, I believe. They have versions on the 3DS. That looks good. Um, but I did hear another podcast. I heard about this from another podcast, and they still like this one the best. Okay. Um, I've actually played some of this, and it didn't. I enjoyed it, but it didn't quite. This had the Game Boy version had this grabbing power, which I just want to keep playing. Um, this one, you kind of had to force yourself to keep playing. Okay. So this is the Nintendo DS. Um, yeah. Mario versus Donkey Kong, mini land mayhem. So anyways, beautiful. Yeah. All right. There's our battle. And I believe that's, um, an episode. Oh, right on. We've reached the end of our journey. We have. So uh, in a couple of weeks here, Eric and I will be back 
Although in real time, we're going to start here in about 20 minutes. Um, <laughs> but in a couple of weeks. Breaking the illusion. Uh, there's no illusion. No. We have no disillusioned fans. They're way too intelligent for that. <laughs> um, but yeah, we'll go ahead and uh, restart this whole thing here in a couple of weeks. We got both Eric's take and Cody's take next week. Uh, we've also got our six good games segment. And of course, we have a whole lot to catch up on, even though I was gone for two weeks. We do. Um, so that'll be exciting. Uh, if we could ask you guys to go ahead and uh, tell your friends about us, um, go ahead and rate us on your podcast uh, aggregator of choice. Please. Um, and it's switched from iTunes now. It's not called iTunes anymore. That's the old That's the old regime. Uh, now it's Apple Podcasts. Po- Apple Podcast. yeah. Yep. And uh, we don't have a whole lot of written reviews. We would really appreciate if you guys could take the time to write something. Um, we'd love to see it. Uh, and tell some, tell a friend. Yeah. Just tell a friend. Just say, hey, Pixel Gaiden. It's the yeah. way to go. We have because... a blast doing this, and we'd love to do it for you guys and for ourselves, to be honest. It's mostly about us. <laughs> I'm, not, <laughs> I'm not disillusioned either. But, um, no, we'd love to hear about you guys, and uh, um, I'd love to find a way to do just more interaction. I mean, I've met a lot of people on Twitter and stuff, but Twitter is just one edge of the of the world out there. And yep. um, I'd love to hear from everybody, especially, uh, you know, a lot of these downloads we're seeing, we don't, we don't have that many friends on Twitter. So, uh, those downloads aren't all coming from there. So right. we know gonna, there's a lot of you guys out there that we're not hearing from, and I'd love to hear from you guys. I think I'm going to ask, do more polls like on Twitter do some more questions, um, get some people involved in it. Um, I'd love to hear from our Patreons. I really want to get letters like from Henrik from, from our other Patreon subscribers so that we can, learn about them i find it really interesting absolutely yeah very cool um and if you guys if anybody out there has something interesting they want to say send us audio clips we can put them on the show definitely try um, to make them as high quality as you more can interviews um i didn't run this by you but i'm throwing this right out right now and i'm right. going to ask you if you want to do this and if you say no it's going to be awkward so okay nonetheless um we talked about it before my buddy dustin who yeah. you you met at the uh, arcade video game party i had my birthday party yep um he, re- he reached out to me today and just said, hey, uh, we talked about it before. Are you still interested in having me on as a guest? And I'm thinking, heck yeah. Sure. Um, he has a different point of view. He, wor- he works for Apple. Um, but he also has grown up uh, very Nintendo-centric and very PC gaming-centric, which are two things that you and I are kind of not. Yeah, no. So, yeah. Cool. That would so be I'd love very- to pick his brain and uh, have him sit in for a, for a recording. So. Is he still a fan? Is he still listening to every he episode? Is. All Absolutely right. He is. So, Dustin, appreciate it. Yeah, we do. I do appreciate it come very have much. Some, come have some beers with us Yep. while we record. And, uh, you know, this room, this recording studio, um, Pixel Guide End headquarters here, it's not huge. So the uh, the man fog is going to be that much thicker that day, but <laughs> it'll all be worth it just we to have to, a new perspective. So We need to wear, wear some cologne. Here, you got to take a picture of me for... Uh, Oh, take a picture of me for uh, Henrik there. We're doing a live picture of Eric here. All right. Oh, you look very stoic, Eric. Thank you. (laughs) All right, guys. Well, until next time, thank you so much for hanging out with us. And remember, it's it's dangerous dangerous to go go alone. alone. Thank you again for listening. You can find episode information and show notes online at pixelguiden.com. Please follow us on Twitter at pixel underscore guiden. And you can also follow Eric at the project. That's D-U-H project. You can also follow Cody on Twitter at oddball49. That's 
ODDBA1149. Please leave a review to help get our podcast listed higher up on the show rankings. We would also love to hear from you with any comments or input. So hit us up on our email at podcast at pixelguiden.com.